Live on the Motor Racing Network, it's the NASCAR Nationwide Series. Gentlemen, start your engine! Green flag, green flag. Today, the Napa Auto Parts 200 presented by Dodge. Sponsored by Nationwide Insurance. Nationwide is on your side. By Sunoco, the official fuel of NASCAR. Follow Sunoco Racing on Facebook. By Service Master Clean, the official cleaning partner of premier speedways across the country. By Freightliner Trucks, the official hauler of NASCAR. By Clean Coal. Learn about coal with Dale Jr. at americaspower.org. Two-way radio and race scanner communication provided by Racing Electronics. See Racing Electronics in the souvenir area at your next race or visit them online at racingelectronics.com. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome back to Circuit Gilles Villeneuve, the circuit named after the racing great here in Montreal. We get set for the NASCAR Nationwide Series, about a minute away from firing the engines and how pivotal this race could be as far as the big picture is concerned. Points, Elliot Sadler, the point leader, starts 17th. Ricky Stenhouse, second in points, starts 16th. Sam Hornish, third in points, he starts second. Dylan, who is fourth in points, he's going to be starting 19th. Could really swap around today. Yeah, so of those four contenders, only one starts in the top 15. Sam Hornish Jr., as you mentioned, Eli, starts on the front row. Stands a lot to gain, perhaps, here today. A number of drivers have gone either to backup machines or made some unapproved adjustments. We'll detail that for you as they go to the back of the field. So, too, Kyle Busch and Joe Nimichek going to the back of the field by virtue of coming over from Michigan after having their cars qualified by others. But time now to fire the engines and go racing. Enfin, mesdames et messieurs, pour respecter la tradition et prononcer les célèbres mots de commande aux coureurs, à nouveau le président et chef de l'exploitation de UAP Inc. And now, ladies and gentlemen, for the most famous words, in motorsports, the president and COO of UAP Inc., Mr. Robert Atom. Conductor, démarrez vos moteurs. Drivers, start your engines. Regardless of the language. We are set to go racing here in Montreal, the NASCAR Nationwide Series, going to work in just a moment. Time now for the starting lineup. Starting 43rd here today in Montreal, Matt DiBenedetto. Derek White will go from 42nd starting spot. 41st will be Eric McClure. The 40th starter is Chase Miller. Joe Nimichek will start 39th. Dexter Stacy will have the 38th place to himself. John Young will start 37th. 36th is Tim Andrews. 35th is Louis-Philippe Dumoulin. 34th, Eric Darnell. Michael Lynette will start 33rd. 32nd, Taylor Malsom. And 31st, Darrell Haar. Starting from 30th, Blake Cook with Timmy Hill starting in 29th. Kenny Habuel starts 28th. Kyle Kelly rolls off from 27th. Jeremy Clements, the 26th starter, with former series champion Jeff Green starting in 25th. Chris Cook will start 24th. The 23rd starter is Mike Bliss. 
Mike Wallace will start 22nd, and Sunoco Rookie of the Year candidate Brad Sweet will start 21st. Going 20th is Alex Kennedy. Austin Dillon will start 19th. 18th is Jason Bowles. He is the highest qualified of the rookie candidates. Elliott Sadler starts 17th. 16th is Ricky Stenhouse Jr. 15th, Justin Allgaier. The Grand Am Series regular Eric Curran, as was the case a week ago, starts 14th again here today. Patrick Carpentier will go 13th. 12th is Andrew Ranger, or as he's known in these parts near his home in Roxton Pond, Quebec, Andrew Ranger, he'll start 12th, and 11th is Brendan Gaughan. That's how he's known everywhere. Field beginning to roll off pit road now. Let's take a look at the top 10. The 10th starter, Brian Scott. Billy Johnson will roll off from 9th, driving for Roush Fenway. Ron Fellows will start from the 8th position, and Cole Witt will start 7th. Michael McDowell is the 6th starter. Kyle Busch qualifies in the 5th position. Owen Kelly qualified his car for him. Danica Patrick starting from 4th. Jacques Villeneuve, we heard from him, he starts 3rd. Sam Hornish Jr. on the front row starting in 2nd. And on the pole is Alex Tagliani. His time for one lap around this 2.7 mile layout. 1 minute 40.865 seconds for a speed of 96.688 miles per hour. The only team failing to qualify the Jimmy Means owned automobile. Ryan Ellis was scheduled to drive that. A number of drivers are going to the back of the field here on the pace laps. Obviously Kyle Busch doing so. Likewise Joe Nemechek having come over after their cars were qualified by others. They came over from Michigan where they'll be running tomorrow. Mike Wallace's team made an engine change. He'll relinquish his 22nd starting spot. Kenny Haboul has gone to a backup car, so he'll give up his 28th starting spot and go to the back. Unapproved adjustments for Timmy Hill, Michael Annette. They'll go to the back of the field. Derek White and Matt Benedetto also made adjustments, but they were already at the back of the field, so that really doesn't affect them one iota. So you're up to speed on who's who and who's where, except for our announcing team. We need to take you all around this road course here. That measures some 2.709 miles around and introduce you to the voices you'll be hearing this afternoon. Kurt Becker and I are here at the start-finish line. The field comes past us. They'll go a short ways and then make a little right-hand kink, then a left-hand turn one. Then they'll continue around and make a right-hand sweeper turn two. It's in an area where everything really collapses. The track gets awfully narrow there. Those who can emerge on the other side will do so in front of Kyle Rickey of Killingly, Connecticut. All right, thank you very much, Eli, and good afternoon, everybody. From my position on a scaffold just to the outside of the short, short straightaway, that connects turns two and three, while the St. Lawrence Seedway is just yards behind me. Once off of turn number two, the cars will pass under the Napa Auto Parts Bridge in second gear and look to use any speed and momentum they build off of turn number two to try to set up a pass on this 300-yard straightaway. A straightaway that has a slight right-hand bend and is aligned by concrete walls, allowing little room for a mistake. At the end of that straightaway, it's hard on the brakes into turn number three, a right-hand turn that will point the cars right toward Concord, North Carolina's Woody Kane. Thanks, Kyle. We'll start with a hard right turn under heavy braking here, then a quick left-hander downhill with rumble strips on each side to upset the cars before going through the trees with a guardrail to the outside and a retaining wall to the inside. Then another chicane with a left-hander followed by another hard right into turn five where they head toward Milford, Delaware's Mike Bagley. Thank you, Coconut. Good afternoon, everybody. Turn number six, a sharp left-hander 
and no banking at all. Rumble strips on the inside, huge skid pad, and a row of six tires to catch you in case you slip on the outside of the racetrack. That, as soon as you get the car settled, will give way to a broad right-hander. That's turn number seven. That will feed you out onto the back straightaway. The action here happens fast and furious. A lot of cars running into each other, trying to woe on the brakes, and also breaking loose out of turn number seven. And we've seen everybody slide wide here, collect the wall a time or two. Once you make your way up the back straightaway, that bends slightly to the right, you'll race into the view of Leonardtown, Maryland's Buddy Long. All right, thank you very much, Bagman. Good afternoon, everybody. As you mentioned, there's a lot of speed that's being carried along the outer banks of the St. Lawrence Seaway, and that's where we're going to be looking dead on as these nationwide drivers come to us and we'll concentrate the efforts on turn number eight and nine heavy on the braking for these nascar nationwide drivers in a series of right and left hand turns a good handling car will be going through the turns using that curbing on both the right and left side to make their car work well there are a couple of traps down on this end of the track if you overshoot going straight you go right into the gravel trap many drivers are able to negotiate the turn if they get out of shape somewhat or off course they have a small patch grassy area they'll lose several spots but they they can have an opportunity to get themselves back on track and back into the game. Typically, that's what we see down on this end of the course. But again, outbreaking one another can be a key upon entrance of turn number eight. If they negotiate this end of the racetrack, it's back on the gas off turn number nine and headed towards the slowest part of the course, but a very technical end to Alex Hayden of Goldsboro, North Carolina. Thanks, buddy, and good afternoon, everybody. This short stretch is short in length, but high on importance. Very important for these teams to get up in third gear, 140 miles an hour, this stretch is not straight, however. It's got a left-hand bend before they have to get out of the gas and jam the brakes. They set up for a very flat 180-degree hairpin down here, slowest portion of the course, all the way down to first gear, and that's where Bettendorf, Iowa's Tony Rizzuti will pick up the field. Thanks, Alex, and hi again, everybody. I've made my way from Grand Am Pit Road to a scaffold at the exit of Turn 10, that 180-degree hairpin. Drivers will get hard on the brakes, downshift to first gear for a slow 30-mile-an-hour switchback. Then it's right back to the gas, pushing the pedal to the floor as they race away me down the Olympic Basin Strait. That basin was the training home to Canada's men's and women's rowing teams, which each took silver in the eight-person finals in the London Games. The horsepower generated in that event, 54. But today, 600 horsepower will propel these nationwide series cars into the view of MRN's gold medal standard, Rancho Cucamonga's Dan Hubbard. <laughs> Thank you, Tony, and good afternoon, everybody. I'm standing just outside the catch fence for the longest straightaway of Circuit Gilles Villeneuve, some three-and-a-half football fields in length. And this is where the drivers can really stretch the motors and reach speeds in excess of 180 miles an hour. It's where a lot of the drivers like to pull out of line and go side-by-side side with another competitor before flying underneath a spectator crossover bridge and then downshifting from fifth gear down to second gear, trying to outbreak the other driver to make the tight right-left-hand turn combination often referred to as the chicane. It's brutal on the gearbox, brutal on the brakes. Then it's back up through the gearbox, back up the front stretch, and then into the view of the two gentlemen hosting today's broadcast, Mr. Eli Gold and Kurt Becker. Dan, thank you very much. The field will then come off that final little kink onto the main straightaway and head back off to turn number one, and there you have a lap of the Circuit Gilles Villeneuve. As far as pit road strategy, Steve Post, we have talked time and again on every road course we've gone to as to how the crew chiefs kind of work races on road courses backwards. What are we looking at as far as fuel usage, tire usage, and the like? Well, fuel usage, realize the race is 74 laps long. Talking to the crew chiefs, the fuel window, 20 three to 26 laps well if you're on the good side of that you might be able to make it in two stops if you're on the bad side of that 
you can make it in two stops, of course, unless we have cautions. Well, we don't know if we're going to have cautions. Fuel strategy, they try to work the race backward, and it's really tight here to do it on two stops. And you also have guys battling for points. They're not going to want to gamble, but you have guys battling as well for just the win today. They may gamble as well. So a lot of different strategies down here as far as fuel. Preston Root, what about tire wear? Goodyear Racing Eagles, they're, they're road racing versions, no inner liner, so it's going to be important to manage the maximum allowed five sets of tires that they have. Three in the box, one on the car, all three behind pit wall or sticker, brand new Goodyear tires for there, and they're going to have to manage those well because very physical racing on and off the curbs here at the 2.7 Montreal track. Chris Neville has that story. Well, Preston, we've heard a lot about braking, but also, as you said it, the quick way around this racetrack in a couple sections is cutting corners through some of these right-left transitions, and that means going up and over the curbs. And in qualifying, it can look pretty spectacular. But during this race, 74 laps, that puts a lot of stress on the suspension of these cars. They're not built to be having curb strikes and jumping those curbs the entire race. So these drivers are going to have to figure out when they want to pull the trigger and go fast and when they want to take care of their equipment. Eli? All right, thanks, Chris. Uh, we have had two road course events already this year for the Nationwide Series, Road America and Watkins Glen International. At both of those events, Ron Fellows and Sam Hornish have finished in the top five. Those two gentlemen, along with Allgaier and Scott, have finished in the top ten. Otherwise, everybody is up for grabs. You never know what's going to happen, but those are four names to follow and think about as we get set to go green. Kevin Moss leans out across the flag stand, waiting for the green flag to fly. And quickly, Alex Tagliani, the pool sitter, wasting no time jumping out in front of the field. He comes first to the left-hand turn one, now sets up for the right-hand turn two with everyone bearing down behind him. It is all Alex Tagliani. They are side-by-side side for second. Jock Villeneuve looking to the inside of Sam Hornet. Then it's going to be Colwick, Danica Patrick, and Michael McDowell to turn three. Tagliani leads him into turn number three. He skips off the rubble strip and bounces sideways. Right in his side attraction, Sam Hornish. Two by two behind the front. Eight cars as they head towards Mike Bowden. Here come the leaders now at the entrance of turn number six. Alex Tagliani, your leader. Sam Hornish Jr. riding in second. Then he got Jacques Villeneuve, Cole Witt, Michael McDowell, and Danica Patrick. Single file, the front ten. Race out of turn number seven and up the back straightaway. Headed to Buddy Long in turn eight. That single car freight train makes its way down to turn number eight for the first time. Led by, once again, Alex Tagliani. Here's Sam Hornish looking to the inside. Falls back in line. Villeneuve, one car length back and gets on the gas. Hornish looks to the inside for the lead. Battle for the race lead on the short stretch. Sam Hornish Jr. in his yellow Dodge powers alongside the blue and black Chevrolet. It's a breaking battle in the hairpin. Advantage for the moment to Tagliani. Yeah, Tagliani will take that inside and make it work. He'll be able to keep Sam Hornish behind him. Here comes Jack Villeneuve. He'll try to make a move, but Hornish will hold him off. It's Tagliani, Hornish, Villeneuve down the fastest part of this track. Three-way, three-car breakaway up at the front of the field. First time up the long straightaway, Jacques Villeneuve breaks ranks. He moves from that third spot, looks to the inside of Sam Hornish. Nothing doing there. Villeneuve tucks back in. Everybody chasing Tagliani through the chicane. Danica Patrick trying her own line. She'll work inside, trying to move from sixth back up to fifth, while the leaders come snaking down the main straightaway. They start near the far wall, snake towards the inside, then Tagliani takes them back to the outside. 
on the brakes, the left hand turn one, the sweeper turn number two, back to three they go. And Alex Tagliani has a lot of pressure from Sam Hornish within one car length. Two more back to Jacques Villeneuve, Cole Witt as the front four begin to break away. Panica Patrick rounds out the front five. Heavy braking draws the field back together now. One car length separates the leaders, and Tagliani leads Sam Hornish right back toward turn five. Chevrolet Dodge battle for the lead comes to the entrance of turn number six. Tagliani and Hornish now joined by another Dodge. You've got Jacques Villeneuve there as well. And then three car lengths back to Cole Witt, who rides to the number four position. Hornish, for a moment, looked to the inside for the lead. Gets back in line as they set up at the end of the back straightaway. Very tightly bunched together upon entrance of turn number eight. A car length separation between Tagliani. Kicks the right wheels up on the curbs and draws away by two car lengths over Hornish. There's Alex Tagliani coming down this short straightaway. Sam Hornish second. Jacques Villeneuve rides third. Cole Witt is fourth. Danica Patrick makes up the top five. Last time into the hairpin, Sam Hornish tried driver left to get around Alex Tagliani. This time he'll tuck right in. Tagliani pulls away to about a three-car length lead as they head down the basin. Then Sam Hornish and another 10 cars back to Jacques Villeneuve. The field comes up to full song once again. It is Tagliani starting to leg it out just a little bit over Sam Hornish. Then it's about three-car lengths back to Jacques Villeneuve. Rides by himself in that third spot. Cole Witt in fourth. However, uh, Danica Patrick making things very uncomfortable for Witt from that fifth position. The man who leads championship points is Elliot Sadler. He started in 17th. He came to pit road as the field came down to complete the first lap. We'll follow up there when we come back. It's Alex Tagliani who shows the way. Silence is golden, especially when it comes to brakes. That's why Napa Silent Guard are built to be one of the smoothest and most quiet brakes on the market. Made with fiber-reinforced shims that eliminate noise for the life of the pad. Rubber-coated hardware for a better fit and quality design that meets and exceeds OE performance. Silent Guard brakes deliver the stopping power drivers demand. Available now at Napa locations nationwide. Outdoor care to home and auto repair. Do it with Craftsman. Find the tools, equipment, and storage you need at your local Lowe's, Ace Hardware, or Craftsman.com. Welcome back to Montreal, where Sam Hornish Jr. is the leader in the early stages of the Napa Auto Parts 200 presented by Dodge. Today's broadcast is brought to you under exclusive radio rights granted by Circuit Gilles Villeneuve, the Motor Racing Network, solely for the private, non-commercial use of our listening audience. Any publication, reproduction, or other use of the description and accounts of this event without the express written consent of the Motor Racing Network is prohibited. We told you there are some developing stories on Pitt Road. We'll check on those shortly. Right now, let's pause 10 seconds for station identification on the Motor Racing Network. The NASCAR Nationwide Series is in Montreal, Quebec for race 22 of 33 on the 2012 campaign. The Napa Auto Parts 200 presented by Dodge. The race may only be four laps old, Eli, but so far a lot of things have been happening. A lot of things. Patrick Carpentier just going through the chicane near the exit of that straightaway heading towards turns 14 and the main stretch. If you blow it through, if you go right through, you have to come to a complete stop and then continue on. He did not, so he'll be coming down the pit lane. Here he comes past us now. He'll make his stop. Also in for service, Kyle Busch is in 
all of these are scheduled to some degree, Steve Post, are they not? Yes, they are, Eli. Kyle Busch brings the Monster Energy Toyota Camry in. We talked about that fuel strategy, and the teams that are playing it conservatively are stopping now, and this makes it a two-stop race from this side forward. It was fuel only for Kyle Busch as he heads back out on the speedway. Austin Dillon was in just a lap ago. Fuel and right side tires for Austin Dillon, so a quick splash of fuel. This makes it secure, particularly for those guys running in points, because you don't want to run out of gas on this racetrack. You could lose a lot of spots in a lot of time. Preston, what's going on in front of you? Yeah, center section of pit road. Ricky Stenhouse made his stop on lap three. It was fuel only, just as you pointed out, Steve. Fuel only for Ricky Stenhouse. They're good to go with two more stops. That was a fuel strategy play there. Also, the importance of brakes huge here at Montreal. Chris Cook made a stop in his machine. The cooling fans for the brakes were not working. Those have to be working on a track where brakes are in such demand here. They've taken a look at that. Chris Cook bowed up back on the track at the entry to pit road is Chris Neville. Kyle Larson brings his Chevy in. Four tires to no racing fuel. From fueling NASCAR champions on the track for over 20 years to innovating 94 octane, the highest octane on the market. Performance is what Sunoco does. All Sunoco fuel at the pump meets the same top tier standards as the fuel used in NASCAR. Money's back here for Ryan Blaney. Four tires with Sunoco fuel. From the track to your tank, you can trust Sunoco to help your vehicle perform at its peak. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical, underage sale prohibited. Introducing Zone Nicotine Pouches, the perfect balance of unparalleled comfort, longer-lasting flavor, and nicotine that satisfies. Whether you're zoning in during the race or zoning out after a tough day at work, Zone gets you there faster and keeps you there longer. Available in seven flavors and in six and nine milligram strengths. Find Zone at zonepouches.com and retailers near you. Own your Zone with his own nicotine pouches. And on that first lap, we also saw the nationwide points leader, Elliot Sadler, come in pit lane, get fuel and tires. That team also now able to do this race in two stops. The one thing that they would like to see at this point is caution come out because then everybody else would have to come to pit lane and they would gain quite a bit of track position. One man who really was making good headway after starting at the back of the field, and though he has since made a pit stop, was Kyle Busch. That machine really hooked up. He had climbed himself through some 12 or 13 positions, working in the first lap and a half to two laps. Right now, though, Alex Tagliani battling back to take the lead away from Sam Hornish. Let's pick them up on the course. They're just leaving turn seven right now, and Tagliani has retaken the lead, but Hornish is not cutting him any slack at all. Jacques Villeneuve, three car lengths back, waiting to see how this is going to unfold. Absolutely a dogfight as if there were the final few laps of this race to go. It's going to be Tagliani again drawn away by two car lengths. The same from Hornish back to Villeneuve. Alex Tagliani, however, not without some damage. He's got the caved in front nose of the black and blue Chevrolet Impala. However, he is the race leader back to the hairpin. And Alex, it was two laps ago that Tagliani drove his car in about a car length and a half deeper than Sam Hornish, was able to get to the inside of the Pinsky Dodge and pull away. So it's Tagliani, Hornish, Villeneuve, then about 25 car lengths back to Danica Patrick, and another 12 back to Michael McDowell. So Tagliani, Hornish, and Villeneuve have established themselves as the cream of the field here in the early going. They've just left the rest of the field behind. Danica Patrick riding all by herself in the fourth spot. Field works their way back out of the chicane and into the front stretch. Here's Sam Hornish Jr. up at the front of the field now with Jacques Villeneuve riding in second. And this time by Alex Tagliani, the pole center, is going to come off of the racetrack 
He's going to slow it down to 35 miles an hour. The pit road speed here at Montreal. Here comes his blue and black Chevrolet now as he continues to work his way down toward the turn one end of the pit area. Let's cover his stop. Yes, indeed. Just crawling at 35 miles per hour in 3, 2, 1. He hits his marks. Alex Tagliani. Trent Owens, the veteran crew chief on this one. It is fuel only. A quick dust-up on the grill, and Alex Tagliani gets his fuel and heads back up on the speedway. Chris, looks like Michael McDowell was in in front of you. That's right. Michael McDowell was also just in pit lane. Just fuel and a track bar adjustment on that car. Michael McDowell trying to get a little bit better, getting that 18 car to plant the power a little bit better off the slow-speed corners. All of this taking place, lap number 7 of 74 here at Circuit Villeneuve. Scary moment on the pit lane moments ago for young uh, Justin Allgaier. He put the brakes on rather hard, nearly had the car spin around on him. He saved it nicely. The bright orange number, uh, bright orange car, the numbers were facing the wrong way almost, but he really snapped the car back under control and continued away. Sam Hornish Jr., the race leader, by a tenth of a second on Jacques Villeneuve, who runs in second. Danica Patrick, third. Colwood is fourth. Billy Johnson, the Grand Am Rolex Series driver for Jack Roush Racing. He is now running in fifth. Ron Fellows is sixth. And Brendan Gaughan, Brian Scott, Andrew Ranger, and Jason Bowles. That's how the field works here in the early stages of this, the sixth annual Napa Auto Parts 200, presented by Dodge. Hard-breaking earlier gave Sam Hornish the lead. Now hard-breaking moments ago gives the lead to Jacques Villeneuve as he sees an opening and outbreaks Sam Hornish to take over the top spot. Villeneuve now the leader, Hornish second, Danica Patrick running in third. She is three seconds back. Cole Witt is fourth, seven seconds back, and then Billy Johnson another two-tenths of a second behind. That is the top five right now. In the garage area, Jeff Green, Blake Cook, Chris Cook, Chase Miller, all making early trips to the garage area. From the Circuit Gilles Villeneuve, this is the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. Here in Montreal, pit stops continue for most. An on-track stop continued for Brad Sweet. What happened out there? Happened in turn number two upon entry into the corner. Car simply broke loose, got in the uh, right side grass. The Great Clip Chevrolet lost a bit of time as Brad Sweet was able to quickly get it back onto the circuit, but uh, did lose at least two positions on the racetrack. And here comes the leader past us now, and nobody's touching Jacques Villeneuve for the moment. No, he's been very strong here early on. In fact, once he got around Sam Hornish Jr., Villeneuve has now broken away from Hornish by some 10 car lengths. He's headed off turn two. So smooth off of turn number two under the Napa Auto Parts Bridge and onto that short straightaway heading to turn number three. About 15 car lengths now in hand over Hornish. Villeneuve and all the lead cars actually have their left front wheels pick up off the ground before they get to the rumble strips here in the left side. But Jacques Villeneuve has it in the wind right now. Sam Hornish, then Danica Patrick. Jacques Villeneuve overdrove turn six the last time, but he tightens it up and pulls it back down to the bottom of the racetrack. The left-hander six, the right-hander seven, continuing to pull away from Sam Hornish Jr. And Danica Patrick beginning to close in. I'm going to make that a Hornish-Patrick battle for the number two position. And as Villeneuve makes his way back down into turn number eight, using these curves to the right and to the left just to perfection with that car, Hornish has a little bit of trouble. He has to hit the brakes, goes through the gas, gathers it back up, and that allows Patrick to close. Danica Patrick looking for racing room. Hornish hugs the inside lane, which is to the driver's left. 
Danica Patrick, her bright green Chevrolet, pulls even, outbreaking each other into the hairpin. And she will dive to the inside of Sam Hornish, and she will make that move stick. Now Hornish battles back to the inside of Patrick, but it's Danica Patrick pulling off the second position, and now she starts to stretch her legs, pulls out to about a three-car length over Hornish. She'll have her work cut out for her. She's to catch the leader, however, Jacques Villeneuve, who's absolutely hammering up this long straightaway and almost overdriving that chicane here in the early going. But it is Danica Patrick in second, now Sam Hornish in third. Patrick Carpentier, after his penalty of earlier, now comes down the pit lane for a scheduled stop. Eric Curran has been in. Tim Andrews has been in. Matt Benedetto goes to the garage area. All of this taking place at lap number 10 here at the Circuit Gilles Villeneuve. And Jacques Villeneuve, the son of the legendary Gilles, is the race leader. We pick him up on the course. Good battle for second behind them. Danica Patrick around Sam Hornis Jr. She's up to second trying to close in on Villeneuve. Danica Patrick now opens it up to two, three, four car lengths on Sam Hornish Jr. in his Dodge. And next comes Billy Johnson and then Ron Fellows as they head toward Mike Bagley. Going to be closing in on some lap traffic here in a few moments. Jacques Villeneuve has already left turn number seven, while Danica just does the same. After bypassing Hornish, she's really been able to open it up now, about five, maybe six car lengths, but she's got a long way to go to catch the race leader. And that race leader makes his way into turn number eight. It's going to be the Tim Andrews car that Villeneuve will have to negotiate, but he's got plenty of a gap behind him. And the second place running, Danica Patrick, five car lengths back to Sam Hornish Jr. That big gap for Jacques Villeneuve does not prevent him from being aggressive. He's stalking Tim Andrews, the lap car in front of him. And he will look to the inside of Andrews as they make their way through the hairpin. No problem. Bill Newby able to deal with that lap car. Also been keeping our eye on Sam Hornish through this hairpin. Not sure if the balance is right on that car, if he's just being careful, but he goes very easy into this slow switchback corner. Here at the end of the long straightaway, there's a crossover bridge for spectators. It's about 50 yards before the chicane. A lot of the drivers use that as a mark to get off the throttle. Villeneuve goes way past that crossover bridge before he downshifts, before he gets off the throttle, still driving very hard at this end of the track. Meanwhile, down on the pit lane, they're still working on Patrick Carpentier's machine. There's some fluid out of the right rear of the car that says Napa Pieces d'Auto. And that's what they're doing. They're taking off pieces of that auto to find out exactly what's wrong. Everybody's just pouring all over that race car. And Carpentier had qualified in the 13th position, had some problems early. Let's follow up now with Steve Post. Well, that fluid that's pouring out is not good here in Montreal. It's brake fluid pouring out of that car. So they've got some problem in the brake system. And, guys, you can tell when the problem looks like it might be terminal. There's really not a lot of sense of urgency for the crew members. They are working on it. They're hoping to get back out on the speedway. But that fluid, they just filled up the brake reservoir. So a braking problem has them sitting on pit road here now for Patrick Carpentier. That's too bad. He won the pole here in 2007, you might remember, and finished second that day. Meanwhile, today, Jacques Villeneuve continues as the race leader. He has now led in all five of his NASCAR Nationwide Series starts here at Montreal. But I'll tell you, you know who's doing a great job is Danica Patrick. And uh, I, I bring that up simply because while in the IZOD IndyCar Series and the IRL, road racing was not necessarily her thing. Uh, she was superb on the ovals, didn't mind going fast, had no problems. 
here now she's become a better road racer we saw it at road america and today she's running second and she qualified well started near the front of the field let herself settle into a rhythm in the opening few laps and now 11 laps into the event danny kapatrick rides in the second position about five seconds or so behind race leader Jacques Villeneuve, but a long way to go, and if the early stages are any indication, Danny Kapatrick a big factor here today. I feel, however, for Austin Dillon, the young man who has had all sorts of problems here uh, this weekend. He did run in the Canadian Tire Series race earlier today, but just has taken a while to adjust to the road courses and it bears mentioning he's only run a couple of road course races at road america he finished 18th at watkins Glen. he finished 23rd but seconds ago kyle he almost looped it twice going through turn two heading to you and three but was able to gather it back in but a couple of close calls off of turn two a moment ago and on that short straight away between here turn three and four or between turn two and three but no loss of position and he continues on all of this taking place now at lap number 12 of a 74-lap event. I risk saying we have been clean and green. There have been no full-course yellows yet. Of course, no doubt, the second you say that, the flags will start flying. Steve, anything more now on the uh, Carpentier story? Yeah, Eli, just one of those freak things that once in a while happens. Uh, Patrick ran over something on the racetrack. And it came up and it sheared off the brake line that goes to the rear brake. So that's what caused the fluid to pour out of it. And that's what caused the brake failure. So the crew up under the right side repairing the brake line. But a piece of debris shearing off that brake line. And that's what does uh, put Patrick Carpanti on pit road for an extended stay here this afternoon. Billy Johnson and Ron Fellows, they're having quite a scramble for fourth and fifth right now. Taylor Malsom and Elliot Sadler for 15th and 16th. They've got a great battle going right now. Johnson, though, and Fellows, they are running closer to the front. Why don't we pick them up out on the course? Here they come now through turn 13 and 14 and make their way out from behind that final chicane onto the main straightaway. That's been a good battle. Billy Johnson, a young 25-year-old against the 50-something-year-old Ron Fellows, 53 years old, the veteran road course racer. He's an outstanding one, and Johnson's hanging right there with him. Yeah, Johnson has the position. has been the top five and beginning to pull away now from Ron Fellows, who is still within two car lengths under breaking in turn three. They slide into turn number three right now, but Billy Johnson beginning to march away a little bit. As he goes toward turn number five right now, marching by three car lengths away. Billy Johnson right now in command of this battle as they set up for the entrance to the corner. Bypassing some lap traffic, John Young he'll overtake at the entrance of turn six. And Fellows getting stuck behind Young, almost turns him off seven. Now Fellows will change lanes, pull to the inside, but he lost valuable time on the back straightaway. That'll buy Billy Johnson a little bit of breathing room, and he also has Sam Hornish Jr. well in his sights as he works his way back through turn number eight. About five car length separation. Fellows finally clears John Young. Billy Johnson trying to find his way into the top three, beginning to stalk Sam Hornish Jr. Ten car lengths, the deficit back to the hairpin. And he's able to close it to about three car lengths getting into the corner. That's where Hornish is struggling, but once he puts the power down, that dodge alliance of Sam Hornish able to pull away stretches it back to about a 10 car link lead as they make their way down the Olympic Basin. Here comes Sam Hornish in that dodge. He negotiates the right hand bend now up the long straightaway that parallels the Olympic Basin. Billy Johnson is right there. Not too far behind. They get six seven car lengths. They both ride identical lines to the right left hand turn combination of the chicane and now make their way back up to the strike. But while all of this is going on it is Jacques Villeneuve who shows the way. He has just put lap 14 on the board.
Folks, don't forget to enhance your race viewing experience of today's nationwide race with Nationwide Race Buddy on NASCAR.com. Watch the action from 10 live video streams and listen to live in-car audio. Try it now for free at NASCAR.com. Jacques Villeneuve, the leader, with Danica Patrick second, Sam Hornish Jr. third, Billy Johnson fourth. Ron Fellows completes the top five, just 14 laps into the event. From Circuit Gilles Villeneuve, this is the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. We are back with you here in Montreal as we bring you continued live coverage of the 6th Annual Napa Auto Parts 200 presented by Dodge. Eli Gold, Kurt Becker, and the entire Motor Racing Network crew. A couple of additions to the garage. Louis-Philippe Dumoulin has gone to the garage area, so to Matt De Benedetto. Meanwhile, here on the main straightaway, Jacques Villeneuve having things very much his way. He again snakes down the front straightaway up against the near retaining wall. Here comes Danica Patrick. It was 6.1 seconds last time. This time, 5.4 seconds the deficit. So she's doing her best to close in in turn two. And a lot of lap traffic in and around the race leader of Jacques Villeneuve. A moment ago, we went around Brad Tweet, just past Timmy Hill on approach to turn three. Now, Jacques Villeneuve has more lap traffic in front of him, but sells several cars between he and Danica Patrick as Villeneuve has one more lap car to deal with before he'll have clear sailing. Here comes Villeneuve now to the entrance of turn number six. That left hand, or make that the left hander, giving way to the right hander, turn seven. Mike Wallace directly ahead of the race leader, while Danica Patrick has a minefield of lap traffic to step through of her own. She clears seven as the leaders race at the back straightaway to turn eight. And Jacques Veldeuve will quickly close upon that lap traffic, that lap car on Mike Wallace in turn number eight. Brad Sweet behind him, still a car length separation. Danica Patrick now clearing around the Timmy Hill machine. She'll now have to deal with Kenny Havul. Waiting to see which lane Mike Wallace will take at it for the hairpin. Jacques Veldeuve will go the opposite direction. Further back, Danica Patrick. She's got a car that's now trapped behind lap machines in the hairpin. And Alex Wallace was able to hold off Jacques Villeneuve as he thought about dive bombing below the Chevrolet. Wallace thought better of it. Now he tucks right in on the bumper of that red Chevrolet down the basin. Now he tucks right into the bumper. Wallace trying to get out of his way. He moved to the right. So did Jacques Villeneuve. A bit of miscommunication there. Now Wallace is racing Villeneuve into the chicane. Does not want to go a lap down. Villeneuve and Wallace overshoots the chicane. He goes to the runoff area. Villeneuve gets by. So here's Villeneuve now back onto the front straight and across the line to put lap 17 on the board. Been keeping an eye on the Ron Fellows-Billy Johnson battle. That had been a good win. Fellows finally had gotten around Billy Johnson to take over the fourth position. But this time by, Fellows is going to leave the racetrack and come down pit road. He woes his car, his red and black Chevrolet, down to the 35-mile-an-hour pit road speed. Former winner here at Montreal and a native Canadian. Let's cover Ron Fellows' stop. Ron Fellows, the drivers. Tony Uri Sr. Oh, Pops, the crew chief, calling the shots on this one. He rolls into his pit box down here toward turn number one. Crew around to the right side of that automobile. Going to be right side tires at least. Pretty happy with the handling of the race car. Minor chassis adjustment. Now around to the left side. Second can of Sunoco Racing Fuel gets engaged in the race car. And Ron Fellows completing his pit service here as uh, this team doing a nice job. And Fellows gets the Canadian tire Chevrolet back down and away. Ron Fellows, is Montreal a tough racetrack? This is a tough track in a road circuit in general. Because it's, uh, because it's on a park and it has uh, public access, um, it, the, the roads are used on a regular basis. So what happens is uh, the way the track is constructed, um, there's very little room for error. 
uh, if you lose control here, you're going to, there are most places around here you're going to hit something. And that's the truth. This is an extremely fast circuit, but it's not really a place that tolerates any kind of mistakes because of the proximity of those concrete walls. That's true. They kind of creep up on you in a hurry, especially at certain ends of the racetrack. So far, though, no problems for Jacques Villeneuve. He's up by 5.8 seconds on Danica Patrick. Sam Hornish Jr., who led early, is running third. Billy Johnson now back up to fourth after Ron Fellows pitted, and that moves Cole Witt into the fifth spot. Others in the top ten, Brendan gone, Brian Scott, now Ron Fellows who checks in, then Alex Tagliani and Alex Kennedy. Caution on the speedway here in Montreal. Dexter Stacy spinning in turn number nine, and that wasn't almost the entire thing of it because he started backing up and nearly backed up directly into the race leader, Jacques Villeneuve, but he did manage to avoid him. So uh, Dexter brings out the caution. He is a driver who has run in the Canadian Tire Series. If you're not familiar with the name, he ran here this morning. He was with us at Watkins Glen last week in his nationwide debut and finished 32nd. At the same time that he spun, Eric McClure had problems in his hefty Toyota, and he too stopped on the course. All of that continues to contribute to our first service master clean caution of the afternoon you know more than 30,000 businesses around the world depend on service master clean for janitorial and commercial cleaning you can count on them to keep your facility on track and your business racing service master clean also experts at commercial and residential floor care find the service master clean location nearest to you at servicemasterclean.com with Jacques Villeneuve leading, we break away from Circuit Gilles Villeneuve. This is the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. Welcome back to Montreal Motor Racing Network with live coverage of the Napa Auto Parts 200 presented by Dodge. Second only to the very first time we came here when the race began with a 31-lap green flag run. We have gone 19 laps here before the uh, caution flag has flown. Unfortunately for the local fans, uh, Patrick Carpentier has taken his Napa Auto Parts Toyota to the garage area. We'll get an update on that. Uh, pitting too soon was uh, Michael Annette, so he will have to drop to the tail end of the field here once action uh, resumes, and the pit road will be opening this time by with Villeneuve, Hornish and Billy Johnson, your top three. And if you're just joining us thus far today, there have been four lead changes among four different drivers. Alex Tagliani started from the pole today. He led the first two laps, gave up the lead to Sam Hornish Jr. at lap three. Tagliani then went back to the top of the leaderboard for two circuits. Then Hornish reassumed the lead, and then Jacques Villeneuve has been out in front since lap number eight. So four lead changes among three drivers, I should say, with just 19 laps complete. So as we continue now here under the caution, again, pit road will be opening up in just a moment or so. Steve Post, let's update everybody on where we are as far as pit stops are concerned. Again, everybody came in starting as early as lap number one. Are most teams on a two-pit stop uh, run at this stage? And Eli, it doesn't look like it. And really the telling tale is going to be Sam Hornis Jr., Jock Villeneuve, and Billy Johnson. They're the ones that have stayed out the longest it looks like everyone else who has pitted has two more to go making this a three-stop race now what they do here could affect that as well so right now the pit strategy a little blurry a little out of focus for everybody need to mention that danica patrick and her teammate at junior motorsports cole wet 
they were in and on pit road when that caution came out. Usually that's a pretty good case for them to get pretty good track position when this thing cycles back around after the leaders come down pit road. Preston Root, what are you hearing from your teams? A lot the same from uh, a number of guys stayed out in that first round that we saw of pit stops that was for fuel only, Eli, around lap six and seven. A number of guys in the center section came in and made their stop, but the guy here is uh, has a nice break in front of him, so it's easy in and easy out, and he's getting ready to make his stop right now. Jacques Villeneuve will come in from a top three starting position. He comes in from the lead in his discount tire Dodge. First thing in is the fuel round to the right side. Looks like it's going to be a four-tire stop. Now they're done with the right side. Now it's around to the left side. Four tires for Jacques Villeneuve. Also making a stop. Brian Scott, he'll make four tires. Brendan gone, four tires and fuel. Let's check in with Steve Post and some of the other leaders. Yeah, Sam Hornets Jr. is in at his Dodge. It's four tires and two cans of Sunoco Racing Fuel. Billy Johnson has his Mustang on pit road. He gets four tires and fuel. Alex Tagliani, Austin Dillon in getting service as well. Here on lap number 20, Sam Hornets Jr. wins the battle off from pit road amongst these guys that have pitted under this caution period. Tagliani, your pole sitter, a lot of damage on the nose. They're taking a few moments, putting some big duct tape strips across the front of it where the Chevy logo is. Pretty good damage. It looks like he's been punched right in the nose and so some damage on Tagliani's car. Chris, how about down in your end of pit road? What's been happening? Well, Michael McDowell was the first car to hit the pit box down here, the very first pit box as you enter pit lane. He was running in eighth at that point in time. He pitted back on lap sixth, and he was looking for rear, more rear traction at that point in time. They made a track bar adjustment. Still, the back end of that car not planning the power the way that Michael would like it, so an air pressure adjustment on this stop. Looks like he will pick up two positions, though, in that race off the pit lane. So we'll reset everything, but it was a good quick stop for Michael McDowell. And that sweep down the pit road was brought to you by Nationwide Insurance. Call 866-500-5555 or a local agent now to get a quote. Nationwide is on your side. The words veteran and homeless should never go together. Michelle Garcia served in Iraq and Afghanistan. Richard Stokely took the skills he learned in Vietnam and put them to use as a paramedic. But when they left the service, these veterans had problems with homelessness. Homelessness is the worst thing for anybody to be involved in. If you're a veteran in need or you know a veteran who is homeless or at risk of being homeless, call toll-free 877-424-3838 or visit va.gov homeless. Changing four tires in 14 seconds is hard. Staying within three inches of the wall while you're doing 190 is even harder. But getting the best possible deal on all your race-related travel? Well, that part couldn't be easier. Just team up with MyRaceTravel.com to get your tickets, hotel reservation, and race day transportation. Go to MyRaceTravel.com to find out more. MyRaceTravel.com. You make it yours. We'll make it easy. Here in Montreal, pit stop's the name of the game. On the pit lane, there were some problems involving Austin Dillon. On the racetrack, problems for Tyler Malsom. We'll update all of that for you when we come back. From Circuisial Villeneuve, this is the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. Continuing under caution in Montreal, Danica Patrick, Ron Fellows, Justin Allgaier, Cole Witt, Elliot Sadler. The running order here as we work this caution period. We talked earlier in the broadcast, Steve, about Austin Dillon's issues here yesterday. Uh, it doesn't matter. He's having problems on the racetrack and on the pit road, huh? Lord have mercy, Eli. What a weekend for those guys. Coming down pit road, contact with Billy Johnson. Johnson coming out of his pit. 
Dillon coming into his pit. Left side damage on Dillon's car. They think they have it fixed and have him back on the track. Green flag and one more lap. Well, with the top 11 runners now on the leaderboard, not having pitted here, here comes Danica Patrick out of the t final turn onto the main straightaway, starting to the outside in that bright green number seven. She gets on the gas. Ron Fellows to her inside now as they head towards turn number one. Patrick clearing Ron Fellows by a full car length, while second place now is up for grabs as Fellows has his hands full with Justin Allgaier. Allgaier goes to the right side, Ron Fellows to the left. They are side-by-side side for the runner-up spot. Two car lengths behind race leader Danica Patrick. Danica Patrick leads him way, way off the track. Cole Witt slides through the grass, comes back out of the track now. All kinds of debris on the track as Danica Patrick pulls away. Here they come now, setting up for the entrance to turn number six. Danica Patrick, first to get to the corner. Here's Ron Fellows. Justin Allgaier took a peek to the inside. Elliot Sadler's there. Kyle Busch. You've also got Ricky Stenhouse Jr. and Andrew Ranger all lined up, battling from second on back as they race to turn eight. All of those drivers able to get around Cole Witt when he went off course. Meanwhile, Danica Patrick with a 10-car length advantage. Fellows, Allgaier, Sadler, Bush, Stenhouse, Ranger, all stacked up single file. Great battle from second on back. Ron Fellows, the countryman, leading this charge. Here's Justin Allgaier, Elliott Sadler, Kyle Busch now stepping out of line, looking for the number four spot. Sadler under attack, it's Bush to his inside. He will outbreak him and make the pass. He will now set his sights on Justin Allgaier just in front. Behind Bush is Elliott Sadler, then Ricky Stenhouse Jr. Trouble in turn number seven for Timmy Hill. He is off the course and he's on the grassy island between six and seven. He has dropped the window net. And it is lights out under the hood for the number 41 car who has come to a halt just to the inside of turn seven. So the 2011 NASCAR Nationwide Series Rookie of the Year brings out the second full course yellow of the day at lap number 22. He has only five road course starts in the NASCAR Nationwide Series. And Mike, did he have help there or did the car just die on him? Yeah, it looks like the car just died on him, Eli. That's the third one of the afternoon that's come through seven and had some sort of power malfunction. Safety crews are on the scene right now. Timmy has dropped the window net. He has climbed from the car and he is uh, he is doing fine. He's uh, gotten out and looked like uh, we're not going to be too much farther away before we can get back under the green flag. No incidents and no speedy drive need to be put down. Hey, did you guys get a good look at the uh, Ron Fellows and Justin Allgaier cars out there? They were just beating and banging off one another pretty well, weren't they? That was a tremendous ongoing battle right before the yellow came out involving Fellows and Allgaier, who currently shows second and third on the leaderboard. Allgaier gotten into the back of Fellows. Then they went side by side and bounced off one another. But right now everything settles down under this Service Master Clean caution. Remember to call Service Master Clean if a problem in your home or business slows you down. If you experience water, fire, or smoke damage, call the experts at Service Master Clean, who will restore your property and peace of mind in record time. For the location nearest you, go to servicemasterclean.com. Welcome back to Montreal. Pit stops under the caution for several drivers, including the man who leads championship points, Elliot Sadler. Let's cover his stop. Well, he's already down and away. Track bar adjustment on the two-guard. He's looking for some more forward bite out on the racetrack, but that team thinking they could do this in one more stop if they can get three laps of caution. 
And right now we are working, but only the second caution of the day, but it has been a couple of laps thus far. Other pit stops taking place in front of Preston. Ricky Stenhouse has come in. This is his second round of pit stops after fuel early in this race. Another fuel stop for Ricky Stenhouse in the EcoBoost Ford. Also, Chris Kelly making a stop. John Young as well. Meanwhile, we check in now with Steve Post. Yeah, lap number 24, a little bit of damage fixing going on down here. Cole Witt, they talked about our guys out in the turn, did a nice job talking about his uh, little excursion out there. Bruce Cook, crew chief, wanted to bring it down. They made sure that everything was clear and free of the tires and all that other stuff. And Alex Tagliani, we talked about the front end damage on his Turner Motorsports Chevrolet. They wanted to give that a once-over as well. So lap number 24, more damage than strategy up in this end of pit road on this round. Meanwhile, Elliot Sadler was in. He's having a good year, as we all know. He leads all drivers. He has led 13 races already here in 2012. And you ask somebody to say, all right, name me a good nationwide series road racer. And for some reason, Elliot's name might not be one that you mention instinctively, but he's the only guy to finish in the top 10 in all three of the road course races a season ago. So, uh, the guy's not bad at all. And I, we were talking with him just the other day again, and I, I said it's been a while since I've seen you regularly with a smile on your face. Of course, winning the, or leading the series championships will help with that, and he agreed. It has been a long time, and, you know, we I talked to you about this last year, about being competitive and being with a great race team, being with a good bunch of guys. Um, I've always admired Richard Childress as a person, and, and I think now coming to work with him and seeing how he relates to his employees, how he is to everybody – kind of trickles down through uh, the whole race team and the whole race shop and I just got a bunch of racers on this team they're all racers some of the guys I've known from the Wood Brother days some of the guys I used to race late models with mm-hmm. and, and we're all on the same team and we're trying to achieve the same goal and whenever you have a good team that supports you and we're all on the same page and we all feel like we're working hand in hand this sport can be a lot of fun it certainly has been a lot of fun for Elliott coming into the race today with a 13 point lead atop the standings leading Ricky Stenhouse Jr. The field continuing to circulate behind the safety car as the track cleanup is wrapping up. Have they gotten Timmy Hill's car away from uh, you out there in turn seven, Mike? Yes, uh, they did. Uh, Wrecker would not do, so they had to bring out the rollback. They've just loaded it up, and they've just left the scene here within about 60 seconds. All right, we should be closing in on a restart here before too much longer. Lap number 25 of 74. Hey, folks, a reminder that Tom Johnson's Camping Center has affordable options to fit any budget. Don't miss the great deals on their huge selection of motorhomes, fifth wheels, travel trailers, and fold-downs. Hurry into a Tom Johnson's Camping Center location near you in Concord and Marion, North Carolina, or shop online at TomJohnsonsCampingCenter.com. Danica Patrick, the race leader, ahead of Ron Fellows, Justin Allgaier, Kyle Busch, and Andrew Ranger will be going green the next time they get to the start-finish line. From the Circuit Gilles Villeneuve, this is the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. Getting set to go back to green here in Montreal. Danica Patrick, the race leader for the first time since Daytona in July. 
Ron Fellows running in second, Justin Allgaier third, Kyle Busch will restart in fourth, Andrew Ranger will go in fifth, Jacques Villeneuve sixth, seventh will be Sam Hornish, eighth Brian Scott, Michael McDowell ninth, Brendan Gaughan will restart in tenth. Billy Johnson eleventh, Jeremy Clements twelfth, Austin Dillon thirteenth, Brad Sweet fourteenth, Kenny Hobble fifteenth, Cole Witt sixteenth, Alex Kennedy seventeenth, Elliot Sadler eighteenth, Alex Tagliani nineteenth, and Ricky Stenhouse Jr. twenty. 21st on the restart will be Joe Nimichek. Jason Bowles will restart in 22nd. 23rd will be Mike Bliss. Kyle Kelly, 24th. John Young, 25th. 26th, Mike Wallace. All of these teams are on the lead lap. Tim Andrews in 27th. Eric Darnell, 28th. Derek White, 29th. And Daryl Har 30th. All those 30 are on the lead lap. And then a lap down, Taylor Malsom, 31st. Michael Annette, a lap down in 32nd. Then Eric McClure, Dexter Stacy. Only other car still shown on the racetrack. Patrick Carpentier, everybody else is in the garage. Here comes the field now. Off turn 15, back onto the front straight. We'll get the restart at lap number 27. That means we are 10 laps shy of halfway. Green flag in the air. Danica Patrick scoots away in a hurry. Ron Fellows had an idea to try it at the inside. They make the left-hand turn, number one. He can't make the move around. Danica still holds the spot. Fellows is there battling. Allgaier there in the second spot. Then it's Ron Fellows trying to fend off Kyle Bush for the first spot. They are side-by-side heading to turn three. Danica Patrick hops off the curb to a right, bounces off the curb to a left. Now Josh Hilton goes side-by-side as he dives toward turn number five. That's the first side-by-side battle. Watching Danica Patrick try to pull away from the field, but she's got to get away from Justin Allgaier. She goes way wide in turn six, and so does Allgaier. Kyle Busch is there in third, pushing Allgaier off turn number seven. Ron Fettles is there. Here is Bush to the inside. Wheel to wheel for the number two position. Lead back, storming back down into turn number eight. For the first time, we see somebody on the inside. Kyle Busch quickly makes the pass on Allgaier before he gets to turn number eight. Allgaier back to third. Fellows and Villeneuve hot on his heels. But Kyle Busch isn't satisfied with second. He's now looking to driver's left on Danica Patrick. The battle for the race lead. Heads for the hairpin. And he pulls right on her bumper, fills her mirror, but decides not to make a move and now does. Gives her a little tap. Kyle Busch battling with Danica Patrick, but she's able to put the power down and now extends that lead to about two car lengths as they head to Dan Hubbard. Motoring at speed through the right-hand bend and now up the long Olympic Basin. It is Danica Patrick with the top spot. Kyle Busch is half a car length off her rear bumper. The third spot is Ron Fellows. They're side-by-side for fourth. That's where you find Jacques Lelouve making the inside move on Justin Allgaier. Down at the hairpin, it looked like that Kyle Busch was going to manage to get right alongside of Danica and maybe just move right on by. Not the case. Danica in front as they cross start finish. She puts lap 27 on the board. She again slams the door on Kyle Busch. She keeps him at bay. Right now leads him back around turn two. They're headed toward turn three. Nose to tail off of turn number two. Kyle Busch looking to the right side of Danica Patrick who leads by two car lengths. The front two have been able to break away by four over Ron Fellows in Chuckville News. Patrick tries to protect that right side. Kyle Busch right in her crash right now. Right behind them Ron Fellows and then Chuckville News making to move as well. Danica Patrick's got some tough customers lined up at the back door. She looks in the rear view mirror. Kyle Busch is there. Another car length 
back to Ron Fellows in third. Jacques Villeneuve in fourth. And Justin Allgaier round out the top five. The leaders clear turn seven. As a matter of fact, Danica pulls away by two car lengths over to Kyle Busch. Well, Bush was able to outdrag Allgaier to get the number two spot a lap ago into turn number eight. Not close enough to make a move on Danica. Only a car length back. Five more back to Ron Fellows with Jacques Villeneuve on that rear deck lid. It's ladies first in Montreal. Danica Patrick leads the field. Kyle Busch, three and a half car lengths in his rear. Another seven back to hard charging Ron Fellows. But Bush able to get on the brakes and get right on her heels. Danica Patrick now with about a half car length lead. She swings wide. Bush will tuck right in behind them. Ron Fellows, Jack Villeneuve. Then a good battle back here between Justin Allgaier and Sam Hornish. That's the battle for fifth. Here they come. The field makes their way up the long straightaway, and the Chevy in the hands of Danica Patrick has got some pretty good grunt. So far, he's starting to open up a little bit now on Kyle Bush, at least on this straightaway. Sam Hornish making a move on Allgaier. That's for the fifth position as well. Meanwhile, Danica Patrick continues to lead the most laps she has led in any race that's not run at Daytona. She's got about eight car lanes now on Kyle Bush, then a second back to Ron Fellows. Villeneuve, Sam Hornish, Allgaier, and McDowell. They swing through one and two and head back to Kyle. Showing well at the front of the field is Danica Patrick. Kyle Bush trying to close in, but the interval still two car lengths between the front two. Everybody single file among the front four as they go to three. Heavy braking will bunch the field back up at the front four and started to break away. Danica Patrick maintaining a soon now three car length lead over Kyle Bush. Danica Patrick large and in charge here in the mid-stages at Montreal, but Kyle has driven all the way from the back. He wants one more spot. He is on the back bumper of Danica Patrick. She swings wide off seven, but she's earlier to the gas. Kyle breaks loose just a tad. That'll cost him a car length as Danica continues to pull away. Right now it's going to be by about three to four car lengths. Patrick way to the outside. Kyle Busch was down to the inside. Now he swings it out wide. He's got Fellows Villeneuve catching up back in the third and fourth position. Danica has withstood the challenge from some of the best in the business. Right now, she continues to hold the field at bay. Howell has seven car lengths on Kyle Busch, the runner in second. And Alex, she continues, continues to be very smooth through this hairpin corner, not driving it in too deep, even with Kyle Busch in her mirror, but she is able to get the power down on her Chevrolet. She now pulls away to about seven, maybe eight car lengths as they head down the straight. The top five continue to fly in single file formation. It is Danica Patrick. Now Kyle Busch makes a move over to the right, simply not close enough to pull off a Pass. Perhaps he's trying to shake loose Ron Fellows who's making things uncomfortable from that third spot. Danica Patrick went to the top of the leaderboard at lap number 21. She has just put lap 29 on the board. Now we had been talking about the fact that Kyle Busch had been pressuring her from that second position. This time by, Kyle is going to come to pit road. Also Justin Allgaier who had been running in the top five. He gives up his spot to come down the pit lane as well. Here's Kyle Busch. Woes it down to 35 miles an hour. His black and green Toyota carefully slides to a stop. Oh, you're absolutely right. And veteran crew chief Mike Beam calling the strategy on the fuel right here. The adjustment for a chassis adjustment just needed a little bit better race car as far as handling goes. Now the crew around to the left side. This is going to be four Goodyear Racing Eagles topping it off with Sunoco Racing Fuel. Three pit boxes ahead of them. Here's Cole Whitten, the tax layer downtown Chevrolet. Going to have four tires as well. A little damage on the right rear of Cole Witt's car, but nothing that is hindering the performance of that automobile. And Preston, I believe Justin Allgaier was in in front of you. Justin Allgaier has already completed his stop, and it was a good one, too. Four tires and fuel. No adjustments on Justin Allgaier. Car was a little bit loose, but they just made an air pressure adjustment earlier in the event. Justin Allgaier, four tires and fuel in the Brandt Chevrolet. He's down and away. Remember now, those men who just pitted here, 
They pitted back on lap number four and lap number six, respectively, talking of Bush and Allgaier. So they are on a different sequencing of pit stops than many of the other top runners. Danica Patrick continues to lead. It is a one-second advantage over the man from Mississauga, Ontario, Ron Fellows. Welcome back to the province of Quebec and the city of Montreal Motor Racing Network live at the Circuit Gilles Villeneuve. Live coverage of the NASCAR Nationwide Series. I'm Eli Gold with Kurt Becker alongside Kyle Rickey in the turns along with Woody Kane. Mike Bagley, Buddy Long, Alex Hayden, Tony Rizzuti, and Dan Hubbard. Our pit and garage coverage team, Steve Post, Preston Root, and Chris Neville. As we work now, 32 laps complete of 74. How about a quick mid-race update brought to you by Progressive Commercial Auto Insurance. We have seen a number of race leaders today. Alex Tagliani, Sam Hornish, Tagliani again, Jacques Villeneuve, Danica Patrick among them. Danica has led more laps here today than she has at any race in her career other than one at Daytona. We have seen two caution flags slow the pace of the event to some degree. Otherwise, though, it's been basically clean and green out of the event. Nine drivers, Jeff Green, Blake Cook, Chris Cook, Chase Miller, Matt Benedetto, Louis Philippe Dumoulin. Patrick Carpentier has been in and out of the racetrack's garage. Eric Curran and most recently, Timmy Hill. The average speed at this stage of the afternoon, 76.701 miles an hour. As Dexter Stacy now comes to a stop on the racetrack as he did earlier, bringing out yet another full course yellow. This mid-race update brought to you by Progressive Commercial Auto Insurance. Wherever your business takes you, nobody keeps you on the road like Progressive Commercial Auto. Visit Progressive.com for a free quote today. Let's find out exactly what happened to old Dexter out there. He went through the turn, lit up the left side tires, and looked as though the left front went down on him, and he made a beeline Right near the Tourism of Montreal crossover bridge, a uh, straight beeline into the wall, and he pretty much wrecked that Chevy Impala of his. He is from Kanawaki, Quebec, not all that far from here, and as we told you earlier, he's been a Canadian Tire Series regular for the last four years, but has only one top ten finish, which came last year, but he's been out there trying his best. That's the Robert Richardson car, if you're follower of the NASCAR Nationwide Series, uh, a rental for the weekend, uh, Dexter Stacy, bringing out yet another caution, the second one he has brought out today. That gives us a chance to remind everyone that the Service Master Clean caution waves for the third time total this afternoon. Remember to call Service Master Clean if a problem in your home or business slows you down. If you experience water, fire, or smoke damage, call the experts at Service Master Clean, who will restore your property and peace of mind in record time. For the location nearest you, go to servicemasterclean.com. Under the caution flag, Ron Fellows gives up a spot in the top five to come down pit road. Let's cover his stop. Yeah, he does. And this all this strategy that we work on. Tony Uri Sr., one of the best in the business, the crew chief on it. And it's going to be four tires and fuel, no visible chassis adjustments. Listening to the communication a little bit, Fellows very happy with this race car. So Ron Fellows down and away. And what this means is for this team, as well as for Cole Witt and for Kyle Busch, who pitted on lap number 29, they are good now with one more stop to go 
to take them to the finish of this race. Virtually everyone else still has two spots to go, two stops to go to get to the end. Chris, I see a lot of cars down in your area. Any of the lead lap cars or front runners down there? No, I was keeping an eye out for Michael McDowell, who is possibly going to come in if the leaders came in. But since leaders did not come in, he stayed out on the racetrack. They were going to make one small adjustment to that car. The car definitely getting off the corners better since they made an air pressure adjustment to the front and a track pair adjustment to the rear. But they did make a small air pressure adjustment to these rear tires that they were going to put on that car, but he did not come to pit lane. Michael McDowell is from Glendale, Arizona. He finished second at Road America earlier this year and has run a number of NASCAR Nationwide Series starts, uh, a large number of those being road race events, but obviously he's also run a good bit on the uh, on the ovals. And he uh, finished uh, third here, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, last year he finished third in 2011. So very, very talented young racer. And, and Chris, you follow a lot of the Grand Am Rolex series and a lot of the developmental series leading up to that. Uh, here's a guy who was a champion of the Star Mazda series, and, of course, he lives out there where you do in the Valley of the Sun, so I'm sure you've kept a close eye on his career. Yeah, and actually I worked with Michael McDowell back at the Bob Bondurant School in the 90s. I also competed in uh, Star Mazda a couple years before him and uh, pretty impressed with him when we worked together at the Bondurant Series. And then when I got out of racing, watching him rise through the ranks, sports car racing, never expected him to get involved in NASCAR, but he went down that path, and it's obviously paying off. He's been doing well. And you're right. He's run Champ Car. He ran the Daytona Prototypes. He ran the Star Mazda, the Formula TR uh, division. He's run carts. And that's not normally, Kurt, the uh, route to a stock car career, but uh, sometimes you you make the zig when you could have zagged, and next thing you know, you're doing well in NASCAR. And he's making his fifth appearance of the season, Michael McDowell is, for Joe Gibbs Racing here this afternoon. As we continue to work under the caution flag, he is currently shown back in the fourth position. We are just three laps shy of halfway. It's been a busy day thus far for everyone at Motor Racing Network. This is the third event of the day for which we are bringing you live coverage. Of course, coverage earlier today for the Grand Am Rolex Sports Car Series and also for the NASCAR Camping World Truck Series. And don't forget, we're back on the air again tomorrow, noon Eastern from Brooklyn, Michigan, for coverage of the Pure Michigan 400 for the NASCAR Sprint Cup Series. Local favorite, Alex Tagliani. He's running in the sixth spot right now. Came home in second a year ago. Where, Alex, did you lack getting to victory lane here in last season's race? Just, you know, when when uh, when you're not a regular, um, my, my, my job, I said to myself, I want to bring the car back home. I want to you know, uh, try to survive, you know, the, the, the craziness of turn one and two. And uh, it was important to me uh, having my first experience with Penske, uh, leaving uh, them with a, with a very nice note. Um, so I kind of did that. And I think when you come out of this racetrack, you know, uh, surviving, bringing a car back with no scratches, I think it's almost more an achievement than the second place in general. So that was what I was trying to do and really, you know, maybe be a little bit more aggressive and uh, returning the favor on the bump and pass from Marcus. But I didn't want to create any enemies. I didn't want to have a target on my car in the future. I'm respecting the regulars and the guys that are doing it, you know, all the time. And I think I'm going to approach this weekend the same way. And he is doing just that, running in sixth right now behind Danica Patrick, who, as she just went past the stripe here, puts the 15th lap on the board that she has led today. That is the most laps she has ever led in a single race in her NASCAR career.
The lights remain on atop the safety car as they put another lap on the board. Danica Patrick and Jacques Villeneuve, the top two. Sam Hornis Jr. is third. Michael McDowell, fourth. Billy Johnson, the 25-year-old driver from California, is running in the fifth spot. You know, one of the reasons, uh, Chris Neville, I think that Johnson's doing so well, a NASCAR stock car, as you look at the numbers, weighs as much as a Continental Tire Sports Car Challenge car, the GS class that he has driven in uh, Grand Am Series racing. Speed-wise, it kind of compares to a GT car, maybe not be as good as brakes uh, or in slow-speed stuff, but if he's going to feel comfortable out there, that's probably as close to what he's used to driving on a week-in, week-out basis. Yeah, he said the differences of the car, you know, this obviously has a, a bit more horsepower, a bit more grip, better braking than the car he's used to in the Continental Tire Challenge Series. But, you know, it's, it's been impressive to watch this young driver of the years, and, and he's a driver that spends a lot of time in the Roush shop. Jack Roush is really putting him through the paces in all the different departments of the Roush Fenway organization, everything from the fab shop to the engine shop. So he learns everything about these race cars, and now not only is he getting the opportunity to drive the car on the road, Road courses, but he's also later this year going to get a chance to drive that car up on the ovals and hopefully get a full-time ride in NASCAR next year. All right, Chris, thank you. An update on uh, Alex Tagliani as the field gets the one-to-go signal now out near turn number 10. Uh, I don't know if he's been able to keep the car totally clean, Steve, but uh, as he told us there on that uh, comment a few moments ago, but still doing himself a pretty good job running uh, here this afternoon. Eli, you're correct. It's been a very solid day, but he has not been able to keep the car clean. Major damage real early in this event. Not sure where it came from, but uh, I think it was uh, Woody Kane, one of our turn reporters during one of the cautions, said you might want to check in on that and uh, check that out. And a lot of damage on the nose of that car, that Chevrolet. And so they've been working on it, and they feel like they've got it pretty good. Right now he's in the sixth spot. One thing to note of that team is Trent Owens, the crew chief on it, and that 30 team, remember back a couple of months ago, we were at Road America. Nelson PK was the driver, and they went to victory lane. So when uh, Alex Tagliani was able to score that uh, team and get a chance to drive for that Turner Motorsports team here at Montreal, it's a winning team from earlier this year on a road course. So these guys are very good, and right now they feel pretty good about the damage repairs they've made on that car. Alex Tagliani with decals above his name over the driver door in the image of various flags. He's got the U.S. flag above his name, the colors of Canada to the left, and the flag that represents the province of Quebec to the right. He has all the bases covered. Again, he is shown in the sixth position. Folks, enhance your race viewing experience of today's nationwide race with Nationwide Race Buddy on NASCAR.com. Watch the action from 10 live video streams and listen to live in-car audio. Try it now for free at NASCAR.com. Michael Annette, the uh, beneficiary of this caution, he gets a lap back with the benefit of a video screen. Just looking inside the car of Jacques Villeneuve, he quickly finishes up eating an energy bar that he was munching on during the caution, throws it away, very much like my partner up here, Kurt Becker, getting ready to wrap up the last bite of his bratwurst. We're under green. And we have just reached halfway as lap 37 goes on the board. Danica Patrick has led more laps than anyone here this afternoon. She guides the field carefully around turn one, hooks it past turn two, and heads toward Kyle Ricky. Up the second gear, and she will continue to lead now by three car lengths over Jacques Villeneuve, Sam Hornish, Michael McDowell, Alex Tagliani, as they fan out, heading to turn three. Danica Patrick with bright green GoDaddy.com suddenly showing the way. Single file now, Austin Dillon tries to jump inside his teammate, Elliot Sattler, but then back down of it. 
Leaders come into turn number six, the left-hand corner. Very flat corner. Danica down on the rumble strips. Jacques is there looking for the lead. Not there. He'll look to the inside of turn seven. Hornish is sideways behind them. Gathers it back up. But here's Michael McDowell to the inside. Side by side for third as they race to turn eight. Drag race is on. McDowell's got the preferred line. He'll grab that third position into turn number eight. It'll be Hornish now back into fourth. Followed by Tagliani, Johnson, Brendan Gone, and Brian Scott. All this going on behind race leader. Danica Patrick, Jacques Villeneuve now steps to driver's left, under braking, headed for the hairpin, Villeneuve looking for the lead. But he will stay tucked in behind Danica Patrick as she eases into the corner and then back on the gas. Meanwhile, Michael McDowell now closes up a little bit on the back of Jacques Villeneuve, but the real battle is the one for fourth and fifth. Billy Johnson gets into the back of Sam Hornish, gets his hip sideways, and now moves to the inside of that dodge. They are side-by-side side up the long Olympic bases straightaway. Again, that's the fight for fifth. Give it to Billy Johnson, and Hornish may lose another spot as Brendan Gaughan attacks from his outside, but Hornish has got the preferred line through the chicane. Everybody, for the moment, goes single file through that last turn of the chicane. Here on the main straightaway, though, Jacques Villeneuve closes in. He has the straightaway power. Jacques to turn one. Jacques be nimble. Jacques is quick, but he cannot chase down Danica Patrick in two. He exits turn number two, one car length behind race leader Danica Patrick. The top two have been able to break away from Michael McDowell, who has run unchallenged in third. Alex Tagliani right there in fourth. Patrick trying to protect the inside there on John Villeneuve as they go downhill in the chicane here. Brendan Gone goes a little bit off the track and slides back on now. No damage as he continues. Chevy Dodge battle for the lead. The Chevy in command, and Jacques Villeneuve is not cutting her any slack whatsoever. He is all but climbed into the back seat of that GoDaddy.com Chevrolet. Now he'll back away off turn number seven, and now it's soon to be a three-man. Make that a two-man and one-lady fight for the lead with McDowell there as well. Villeneuve took a peek to the inside upon entrance of turn number eight, quickly went right back in line as he continues to go right over those rumble strips. Right there, a half a curl length behind Danica Patrick. The battle for the race lead is on. Here's Jacques Villeneuve again. He'll fan out, look to the driver's left. Danica Patrick quickly snaps back in line and hangs on. And he sticks a nose in, driver's right on Danica Patrick, tucks right back in. McDowell will try the crossover move on Villeneuve, can't make it happen. And Danica Patrick back in the gas. He's got about a two-car length lead. Villeneuve can get close. Dan, can he catch her? He's got a good run through the right-hand bend up the long straightaway. Now he moves out of line. He looks to the inside of Danica Patrick, just filling his mirrors, letting her know that he is there. And then it's a gap back to the third-place machine, but it's still Patrick leading the field through the chicane. Problems last time by for Brian Scott. He was running in the eighth position. He veered off the course in turn two and has now continued on away, but has lost several positions back across the line. Here's Danica Patrick with the race lead. Again, under pressure from Jacques Villeneuve. Working over to turn two, Villeneuve gets a fender alongside. Now he has to tuck back into line. Fell back into line behind Danica Patrick. The top six cars now all tightly bunched, nose to tail and here's the battle for third. Billy Johnson all the way to the inside grass trying to get around Michael McDowell in three. Johnson is there. He'll take the spot away. Now here comes Tagliani trying to make that move as well. He'll settle back in line. Leaders come to the entrance of turn number six in tight formation. Danica Patrick. The field stacked up behind her. Jacques Villeneuve there as well. Two car breakaway over Billy Johnson who rides in the number three position. McDowell's back to fourth. 
Tagliani is running into fifth position, and Sam Hornish Jr. on the comeback trail trying to regain that ground he lost a couple of laps ago. And right now, that's the Hornish test for the moment. Fourth on back, it continues to be Michael McDowell leading it. Tagliani, Hornish right in the tire tracks off of turn nine. Meanwhile, back at the front of the field here again, Jacques Villeneuve. This time, close as he's ever been to Danica Patrick. The battle for the race lead is on again. And again, he'll stick his nose in, but continues to play nice with Danica Patrick. She's able to close the door and pull off the corner. Meanwhile, Sam Hornish, he gets into the back of Michael McDowell. McDowell able to save it and able to continue the fifth position as Danica Patrick motors down the Molson Strait. Top two try to break away from the rest of the field. Danica Patrick and Jacques Villeneuve. You recall that these two had it coming together at Road America. Now they buy for the lead here at Circuit Gilles Villeneuve. The distance remains static. Villeneuve not able to make an impression on Danica Patrick. You think it's tough enough having to deal with Jacques Villeneuve in your rear view mirror. How about Doc? footwear. Somebody either just dropped or threw a shoe off one of the pedestrian bridges that hit the front of Danica's car. It's not damaged. She pulls away no problem. She didn't lose any momentum, but it's always something on a road course. Austin Dillon takes his car to the garage. Dexter Stacy is done for the day as well. Let's pick up the leaders. Danica Patrick leads John Villeneuve. They start to pull away a little bit now from third place Billy Johnson. Villeneuve closes on Patrick now as they head toward Mike Bagley. Battle for the lead at the entrance of turn six. The left-hander, Danica pins that car to the bottom flawlessly, but Villeneuve is there. The back end of that Dodge kicks wide for just a moment. Here he is looking again to the inside, trying to outbreak her headed to eight. And two more players entering this game, Billy Johnson and Alex Tagliani coming on strong. A four-car freight train in turn eight and nine. Patrick leading Villeneuve by half carling. Danica Patrick has the field at bay for the moment, but only by an arm's length. Jacques Villeneuve, here's Billy Johnson, Alex Tagliani, Michael McDowell fifth, Sam Hornish Jr. is sixth. Villeneuve again looking inside on Patrick. This time he's there. He's got a wheel up beside her. They are side by side off the corner, but he has to bog the car down trying to make that hard right. Danica Patrick able to pull away. Chevy, Dodge, Ford battling in the top three. Top four and now single file formation and again Bill New breaks ranks. He moves his dodge over to the right hand side. He's going to try to outbreak Patrick into the chicane. They are side by side. Contact is made but Bill New's got the lead. Danica Patrick goes back to second. Bill New driving it deep into the corner and now he emerges with the race lead. Now Patrick is trying to hang on to second. Here's Billy Johnson getting restless. He looks left. He looks right. He looks left once again. Around turn one. Billy Johnson all Alongside Danica Patrick, door to door for second. They are side by side, three car lengths behind. Race leader Jock Filmu. Patrick hangs on to second. Here comes Alex Tagliani to the inside of Billy Johnson. They're nose to nose for third. Tagliani makes to the inside and he takes that spot away from Billy Johnson. Now he'll set off after Danica Patrick as Jock Filmu starts to pull away. Jock Filmu pulling away from the rest of the field. Danica Patrick just hanging on to second by her thumbnails. And it's now Tagliani, who right there is at the back door, pressuring Danica Patrick. Patrick slides wide, so does Tagliani. And then you got Billy Johnson, Sam Hornish Jr., and Michael McDowell all lined up behind Patrick. As they work it back down into turn number eight, Villeneuve clean and green for the moment by about ten car lengths. The Hornets nest again is Patrick. Tagliani a half car length, back another car length to Billy Johnson back and forth. Danica Patrick's mirror is full of Alex Tagliani. Down the short straightaway they go. Patrick Tagliani. Billy Johnson, Sam Hornish Jr. And the right front rotor on Tagliani is glowing as he tries again 
to get inside Danica Patrick to her driver's right. But where Patrick is so good is putting the throttle down. But Jacques Villeneuve likes what he sees. 20 car lengths of distance back to second. Tagliani, who sat on the pole earlier this afternoon, is now fighting hard to take away second from Danica Patrick. Not having much luck. As a matter of fact, Billy Johnson draws up alongside Tagliani. They are side by side. That's for the third spot. And it looks like Tagliani is going to win the battle through the chicane. Danica Patrick, remember, folks, she pitted at lap number 18. So she is close to the end of her fuel run here. We're expecting to see a pit stop. So many of these teams are on their own pit stop schedule at this stage of the afternoon. 42 laps are complete. 74 make up the total distance. Jacques Villeneuve ahead of Danica Patrick, Alex Tagliani, Billy Johnson, and Sam Hornish Jr., your top five in Montreal. Welcome back. Motor Racing Network live in Montreal at the famed road course Circuit Gilles Villeneuve, working lap number 43 of 74, where Jacques Villeneuve, the son of the legendary Gilles, is leading the event over Danica Patrick, who is now two seconds down after having led so many laps earlier. Steve, we talked about her either hitting, she, she definitely hit a shoe that was either thrown or lost off of a pedestrian bridge. Has it affected the car in any way? Well, she, she radioed in and said, what did I hit? And I think they radioed out, and I don't know that she heard them. There was no response. She said she felt a vibration after that in the car. I just love Tony Uri Jr., the crew chief on this thing. A lap or two later, she turned her fastest lap, so they're not too worried about the vibration. She is on older tires now. They were last in on lap number 18, and they're just trying to plan this out as to when they want to bring her in. It will be soon, but right now, I think the biggest thing she has is just old worn-out tires and no effect, no ill effect from that errant shoe that bounced off the front of her GoDaddy.com Chevrolet. We were talking about the fact that she might have been feeling it in her soul as she hit that <laughs> shoe, but I won't say that on the radio. 44 laps on the board. Let's give you a rundown so you know where your favorite is running right now. Behind Jacques Villeneuve and Danica Patrick, Alex Tagliani is running third, Billy Johnson fourth, Sam Hornish Jr. is fifth, sixth is Michael McDowell, Kyle Busch has now settled in in seventh, he's six seconds back. Then you've got Brendan Gaughan, Elliot Sadler, Ricky Stenhouse Jr., your top ten. Cole Witt is 11th and Ron Fellows is 12th. Andrew Ranger, 13th. Justin Allgaier, 14th. Jason Bowles, 15th. Mike Wallace, 16th. John Young, 17th. Alex Kennedy, 18th. Brad Sweet, 19th. Mike Bliss is 20th. And we've got caution on the racetrack. There is debris out there. There is also a problem with, uh, looks like Ron Fellows smoking a little bit off the left front. And again, a piece of debris came off there. So NASCAR decides to be uh, safe rather than sorry. And they bring out the full course yellow. It'll be the fourth of the day. The first for caution due to debris. It comes out at lap number 45 of 74 here this afternoon. So as we've been telling you, Jacques Villeneuve and Danica Patrick running in the top two spots. And this, Steve, is a great break for Danica having the chance to pit here under caution. Yeah, exactly. I think, though, they would have preferred to pit just a lap before the caution and uh, see how that set them up because that's how they got the lead earlier on. But, uh, yeah, now that uh, now the concern is just how many laps does pit road stay closed because they do need to get her in here and get some fuel in that car. And a piece of debris... It uh, looks like she ran over another piece of debris on the racetrack as well with the benefit of the uh, video replays here in Montreal. So uh, too much is going on, too much uh, stuff 
on the track, and NASCAR elected to throw the yellow. By the way, Sam Hornish Jr., the only driver in the top five who has won in the NASCAR Nationwide Series. Villeneuve, Patrick, Tagliani, Billy Johnson, none of them are winners in this series. Only Sam Hornish Jr., that's the top five right now as we are under yellow here in Montreal. The field now circulating under yellow. The pit lane is open, and there is going to be an opportunity for a pit stop here for those who need. Again, so many of these teams are on their own sequence. We are at lap 45, and Steve, you talked about the fuel roughly 23 to 26 laps, so we're still uh, not quite there, huh? Yeah, indeed, uh, Eli. We're not quite to where the fuel window is, so that's what's making this interesting. Do you come in now? Do you do a splash and go in a little bit? I have a hunch we're going to see a lot of cars come in and get them topped up with fuel and maybe get tires now so that if you do need to take a quick stop, a quick splash, you may not may not need to change the Goodyear Eagles. So I have a hunch we're going to be very, very busy down here on Pitt Road in just a moment or two. Just watching here from our vantage point, and we don't have the best view in the world, but behind the garage area, Looked like they were rolling a welding machine being controlled by a crew member in a GoDaddy uniform. So there seems to be more than just a routine stop coming for Danica. Meanwhile, in front of Chris Neville, some of the early stops are taking place. Yeah, Michael McDowell, who was running third, slipped back to six, stopping, taking fuel tires, also a track bar adjustment. This team needing six laps of caution to make it after this stop. Preston? Brendan Gaughan comes in. They've already gone around to the right side on that South Point Hotel Chevrolet. Now around to the left side. Second can of fuel is in there. Also making stops in the center section of Pit Road. The number 38 of Brad Sweet. He comes in. It's four tires and fuel. Just as Steve pointed out. Also four tires and fuel for Kyle Kelly as well. Steve, how about in front of you? Yeah, Danica Patrick was in. Routine four-tire pit stop. Didn't see any use of the welder. She was nearly boxed in by Ricky Johnson. He was in. Here's Austin Dillon wrapping up his pit work. As well, Alex Tagg Leone was in, Sam Hornis Jr. was in. All the lead lap cars, Ron Fellows and Cole Witt, getting pit service as well. Winning the battle off from pit road was Jack Villeneuve. So all of these pit stops taking place under the yellow here at lap number 46 of 74 laps as we bring you live coverage of the NASCAR Nationwide Series from Montreal. From the Circuit Gilles Villeneuve, this is the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. Continuing under caution here at the Circuit Gilles Villeneuve. Pit stops, the name of the game for virtually everybody. And again, this is going to get most all of these teams on the same cycling of pit stops at this stage of the day. Uh, Steve Post, it's worthy of a check yet again just for all the Danica Patrick fans. Any issues on that car that you can tell or, or hear about? Well, right now, they're focusing on the track bar is what they're focusing on. There may be some damage that you guys have mentioned. They brought a welder out here. And they gave it a quick once over. The challenge is, is that uh, they don't have good spotters around the racetrack or good spotter locations to be able to see exactly what the situation is. But that's what they're thinking. That's what she's reporting. It is. Brought the welder out here. They've got a jack stand and a jack up on pit wall. And so I think we're going to see Danica Patrick down uh, with maybe a uh, maybe a problem there on the rear of the car. That's too bad. She's run awfully well here today. Yeah, she's had a very strong run. In fact, Danica, having led some 20 laps here this afternoon, she has led more than anyone as we are just past halfway in today's event. Other drivers
cars, though, that have had some problems. Alex Tagliani picked up some damage early to the nose of his car. Of course, he started from the pole. He's managed to overcome that, stay within the top ten. Ron Fellows was damaged to the left front of his car. He currently shows in 14th as we work under the caution flag. And speaking of Danica Patrick, here she comes now once again. A return visit down pit road. Let's go back to her pit. Yeah, here she comes down the pit road. Now she has a wide open opening in front of her pit stall. What they're doing is they're jacking the left side of the car and putting a jack stand up under it. They need to do that before they will send the crew guy up under it. And he is actually up under there, it looks like, with a welding machine, welding on that track part, trying to get that secured so that uh, she can go back out and wheel this race car around the racetrack. So right now working up under the left rear of that automobile and uh, still working on it here. But that's what the situation is, and that's where the effort is focused on. And now they're telling him to lower the jack, telling him to lower the jack on the car and send her back out. So all of that taking place down on the pit lane. The the good thing is, is that it takes you about a day and a half to make a lap here under caution. This is a, a slow, slow speed racetrack, uh, 2.7 miles around. They It takes a good four minutes, if not a tick longer, to make a complete lap here under caution. So there's a rush, but there's not a huge rush. Now, then there's Cole Witt. He has been making a number of pit stops. He is on the lead lap and hasn't necessarily been running with the race leaders. But uh, at this point, the, the window has just opened, basically, if, uh, if things go your way. You could ostensibly go from here on fuel. And Cole just came down to top it off here seconds ago. Yeah, so if and especially when you factor in... Uh, over the years here at Montreal, it seems like in the second half of the race, we always see more cautions than we do for whatever reason in the first half of the race. So uh, the window has, we are right on the cusp of it, but as more caution laps factor in, that could work to his advantage and to some others as well as we move deeper into the second portion of today's event. Let's go ahead and take a look under the caution at the AutoZone leaderboard, let you know where your favorite driver is running. Elliot Sadler shows as the race leader. Andrew Ranger in second. Justin Allgaier is third. Mike Wallace in fourth. Kyle Kelly is fifth, Jeremy Clements sixth, Jacques Villeneuve in seventh, Sam Hornish Jr. eighth, Kyle Busch ninth, and Brendan Gaughan tenth. Eleventh, Michael McDowell, twelfth, Billy Johnson, thirteenth, Alex Tagliani, fourteenth is Ricky Stenhouse Jr., Danica Patrick now in fifteenth after that pit stop, Ron Fellows is sixteenth, Jason Bowles seventeenth, eighteenth is Brian Scott, nineteenth is Alex Kennedy, and Brad Sweet is 20th all on the lead lap. Cole Witt, 21st. Mike Bliss, 22nd. Austin Dillon, 23rd. John Young, 24th. Tim Andrews, 25th. Daryl Haar, 26th. Derek White, 27th. Eric Darnell, 28th. Joe Nemechek, 29th. Taylor Malsom, 30th. And that is the final driver shown on the lead lap. A lap down in 31st, Kenny Habul, two laps down, 32nd, Eric McClure. And you go to many laps down for Michael Annette, Patrick Carpentier, and everybody else in the garage area. That includes Dexter Stacy, Timmy Hill, Eric Curran, Louis-Philippe Dumoulin, Chris Cook, Matt DiBenedetto, Blake Cook, Chase Miller, and Jeff Green, who completed all of two laps Green flag is about to fly. Pace car comes down the pit lane. Slowly they come to the stripe. Elliot Sadler sees the green quickly through the gearbox. Andrew Ranger now 
in second, trying to cover the inside, while Allgaier will try him to the outside. They touch, but they continue in a straight line. Sadler has the lead to turn three. By a car length and a half over a side-by-side battle for second. Andrew Ranger takes that second spot away. Justin Allgaier will fall back in the line at third. Single file to turn three. The points leader leads this race right now. Andrew Ranger chasing him down. Then Justin Allgaier with the top three starts to separate from the field early in this lap. Got some new faces at the front of the field. Elliot Sadler, the newest one of them, brings the field through turn number six. Andrew Ranger lined up at his back door. Justin Allgaier rides there. Kyle Kelly behind him. And then Jacques Villeneuve running in the number five position right now as they race single file up the back straightaway, headed to turn eight. And Villeneuve been the driver that's on the move on this restart as he continues to try and work his way back into the top five. He does indeed on the rear deck lane of Kyle Kelly. Everybody single file off turn nine. Great battle for that number five position. Villeneuve right up underneath the back spoiler of Kyle Kelly. Things settle down on the short straightaway. It continues to be Elliott Sadler up front. Sadler with a good lead over Andrew Ranger as well as Justin Allgaier. Those are the first three cars. And then you have Kyle Kelly, Jacques Villeneuve a little bit further back. Sam Hornish running side by side with Mike Wallace. He's got more horsepower, so give him the sixth position. Top six or seven or single file. Everybody chasing Elliott Sadler up the long straightaway. It is Andrew Ranger in that second spot with Justin Allgaier third. Again, Jacques Villeneuve in that fifth position looked briefly to the inside of Kyle Kelly. Nothing doing there. As field works its way back off of turn 15, it is Elliott Sadler at the front of the field. Andrew Ranger rides in second. Now, as the field was coming down for the restart, Danny Kirkpatrick came back down pit road, topped off the fuel. So, Steve, what's the situation? She's back in 30th, but is she good to go the distance from here? She is good to go the distance from here. They're hoping for a few cautions, but they think she can go the distance and maybe even a green-white checker if need be. Checked in with Tony Urie Jr., the crew chief on the GoDaddy.com Chevy. Asked him about the rear end of the car. He gave me a thumbs up, so they feel like they're good to go. And uh, the strategy, they've had to adapt a little bit, but right now they believe they're done here on pit road. Meanwhile, Kyle Kelly and Kyle Busch have been all over one another. Kyle Kelly slipping and sliding and skating around like it was a member of the Montreal Canadiens. Let's pick up that scramble on the course. Right. It's left turn seven. It's up the back straightaway, headed to turn eight. Right now, that battle is back there in about the number six position. Kyle Busch did get fifth a moment ago. Sam Hornish Jr. now up to six. Kyle Kelly dropping back into seven. Meanwhile, at the front of the field, here's a challenge for the race lead. Andrew Ranger is all over the back bumper of Elliott Sattler in the hairpin. And he'll tuck right in on the bumper, Elliott Sattler. Sadler decides not to jam it in there. Either does Justin Allgaier. Then Jacques Villeneuve about three car lengths back and forth. Fifth is Kyle Busch, and then a great battle for sixth. Sam Hornish is there. Kyle Kelly is there. Mike Wallace is there. And here comes Alex Tagliani. Here come the leaders up the front straightaway. And so far, Andrew Ranger has not been able to close the deal on the leader, Elliot Sadler. Top four cars make a breakaway from the rest of the field. Kyle Busch rides by himself and fifth with Sam Hornish just behind. Lap number 50 will go on the board as Elliot Sadler crosses the line this time by. Andrew Ranger gives up the second spot to come down pit road. They'll follow up there when we come back. Back with you at Montreal, where Elliott Sadler is the race leader in the Napa Auto Parts 200, presented by Dodge for the NASCAR Nationwide Series. Eight prior road course starts for Elliott Sadler in this series prior to today. He had never led a lap. That has all changed here this afternoon, but Eli, despite the fact that Sadler has been in front for the last five circuits or so, 
he does have to come back to pit road. Yeah, he hasn't pitted since lap number 24. We're now at lap number 51. So clearly as he is waving now, he's letting everybody know that he is going to be going to the pit lane here, and that allows Jacques Villeneuve to clear away as Sadler now does downshift, heads to the pit lane, gives the lead back to Jacques Villeneuve. Allgaier moves up to second, Kyle Busch third, Sam Hornish now fourth, and Alex Tagliani is fifth painstakingly slowly. Here comes Elliot Sadler to the attention of his crew. They'll go to the right side of that automobile. Routine stop at this stage of the day. And around to the left side they go. Also Ron Fellows in for service. He too comes in here at lap number 52. Down and off the jacks is Elliot Sadler. He is away. Ron Fellow's crew working a lot on the left front. Now they back his car up, and finally he pulls away. Not the smoothest of stops there for Ron Fellow. No, it wasn't Eli. You know, he, he was not over the line, but the NASCAR official kind of pointed like they were close to it. So they just pulled it back as a precaution, but it was a fuel-only stop for Ron Fellows here, and he is good to go to the end. Let's follow back up with Elliot Sadler's stop down with Chris Neville. Yeah, good stop by this team, Steve. They uh, did not pit under that last caution when they assumed the lead because they could not make it to the finish. So the team said, let's stay out front. Let's get to the point where we can make it on that one last stop. That was that stop. So that team is good to go. They think if this thing stays green, all the other leaders are going to have to come back into pit lane, and that's when they'll regain that track position. Jacques Villeneuve, the race leader now. He restarted in seventh spot after that last caution and has reassumed the lead. Kyle Busch now second, then Justin Allgaier, Sam Hornish Jr., and Alex Tagliani. Let's pick up the leaders on the course. Leaders have just gone through the chicane and are making their way up the front straight away towards the strike. And the field now works their way back off of turn 15. Lap number 53 goes on the board. Here's Jacques Villeneuve trying to keep Kyle Busch behind him. Busch has been knocking on the door repeatedly. The field works their way around turn two and heads up toward Kyle Ricky. Off of turn number two and under the Napa Auto Parts bridge. And three car lengths between race leader Jacques Villeneuve to Kyle Busch. Five more back to Sam Hornish unchallenged in that third spot. Villeneuve leads Busch down the downhill chicane right now. Sam Hornish about 10 car lengths back in third. And then it's Justin Allgaier. But don't look now. Here comes Alex Tagliani beginning to close in. Alex Tagliani trying to join this party at the front of the field as well. They all would love to join Jacques Villeneuve and Kyle Busch. First and second. They're separated by about three, maybe four car lengths as they clear turn number seven. Kyle Busch on the prowl and trying to track down the race leader. As that battle works their way back down into turn number eight, Sam Hornish Jr. watching intently, hoping that it will intensify a little bit more. Down to two to three car lengths between your top two. A couple of very determined and very aggressive racers at the front of the field. Jacques Villeneuve leads. Kyle Busch is second. Sam Hornish Jr. third. Justin Allgaier fourth. And Alex Tagliani is fifth. Alex, last time through the hairpin, Kyle Busch got a little bit rowdy with Jacques Villeneuve. Gave him a big shove off the corner. In doing so, he's mashed in what is the grill section on a passenger car quite a bit. Wonder if that's hurting him down the straightaways because he's dropped about 12 car lengths behind Villeneuve. He has lost a little ground to Jacques Villeneuve. It is Dodge versus Toyota for the top spot. They make their way up the long straightaway, up paralleling the Olympic Basin. Both the top two bounce their cars off the curbing through the chicane. Tony Rizzuti, it's got to be awfully tempting to do that little bit of rough stuff out there where you are. I'm looking at in-car telemetry, and these guys are going 33 miles an hour through that hairpin. I mean, that's that's obviously a snail's pace, even more so 
when you used to go on 180 at the other portion of the racetrack. Yeah, you're exactly right, Eli. They're slowing down about 70 miles an hour down to third into uh, gear number one when they go into this hairpin. Real easy to get into a guy getting into the corner. When you get in the middle of the corner, it's easy to drift up and use up that outside car quite a bit. The problem's been the guy on the inside has to keep his car tucked inside so long that the car on the outside's been able to get a little bit of run. So far, for the most part, everybody's played nice. Kyle Busch just wanted to give Jacques a little hint that he's there, but in doing so, punch that hole in the front nose. Pit stop for Justin Allgaier seemed routine. Eli was indeed routine. He last pitted on lap 29, so he extended that Chevy Impala as far as it could go. Remember, Allgaier recovered nicely for a top five run after a speeding penalty on pit road. So Justin Allgaier completing his stop now after a penalty. Four tires and fuel. Justin Allgaier is good and back on track. Meanwhile, Danica Patrick has problems. She has slowed on the racetrack and is weaving back and forth in that GoDaddy car. Let's follow her around. She's just left turn number seven, and you're right, Eli. She's off the pace. She is down to the inside of the racetrack. The car is under power, but at a greatly reduced rate of speed as she heads into turn number eight. Yeah, some of the slower traffic that she was able to negotiate and get back around after that pit stop are now getting back around her. She negotiates through the S's. Ron Fellows, he heads back around her as Patrick limps her way back down into turn number 10. And Danica Patrick, it almost looks like she's broken a track bar mount at the back of the race car. The way the back end keeps moving side to side. At a very slow pace, she comes by me. I take a look up underneath the race car. It looks as though something is definitely broken and dragging. Yeah, Alex Hayden, there's definitely something dragging. It looks like that left rear track bar mount has broken on the GoDaddy Chevrolet. Of course, the left side mount on the track bar stays stationary. When they make the adjustment, they only make it to the right side, raising and lowering the right side. The left side stays stationary, but there is definitely something dragging behind the left rear of Danica Patrick's Chevrolet. Remember that welding unit? They were thinking of bringing out. Right. That might have been the reason why, and they never did get the repair fully uh, taken care of. Just 19 laps remaining here this afternoon. And Danica Patrick had led 20 laps here today. She had restarted back in 30th, had worked her way back up to 18th, but now it all goes by the wayside. Also, Cole Witt, we had heard a report from Steve Post earlier that his car had dropped a cylinder, if not two. He now has gone to the garage. No problems, though, for Jacques Villeneuve. He is the race leader with 55 laps complete. Welcome back to Montreal, where Jacques Villeneuve is the leader for the Napa Auto Parts 200, presented by Dodge with 17 laps to go. Problems on the course moments ago for Andrew Ranger. It appears there is a problem for the rear end under the Dodge, which he is driving here this afternoon. A tough break for him. He had been very competitive, had been as high as second in the running order. Right now, he continues to limp his way around the racetrack. And Steve Post, we talked about the fact Danica Patrick was having problems and went behind the wall. What's the story? Well, it looks like uh, we, we thought maybe there was a problem with the track bar because she had that problem earlier. But this does not seem to be that. It looks like the rear end has failed on this car. So they've taken the axles out. They've got a new rear end housing. They're going to put up under the GoDaddy.com Chevrolet. Going to put the axles back in and send Danica Patrick back out on the speedway. Sense of excitement for the way they've ran and a sense of disappointment for the way this one is going to finish for this whole team. Yeah, you know, you feel for these folks, for Danica who ran so well. Andrew Ranger, he was running in second spot uh, for a while earlier today, and now clearly a track bar issue. Uh, the car just not driving straight. The wheels are totally offset. Looks like one of 
Tommy Houston's old cars from Hickory, the way the, the way the tires are sticking way out over there. So uh, that's going to change. It's going to whole thing is going to swap uh, points around too with Elliott Sadler right now. And again, the race isn't done by any stretch, but Elliott is running in 21st position right now. Uh, right now, he and Ricky Stenhouse are uh, separated by uh, just a point if you look at the standings the way they are right now. Elliott Sadler trying to work his way back up to the field after making his last pit stop at lap number 52. Lap 58 has just gone on the board. Jacques Villeneuve continues to show the way. We talked about the problems for Andrew Ranger. He did manage to work his way back all the way around the pit road, and he now comes down the pit lane to the attention of his crew. But it is Jacques Villeneuve who continues to show the way. Behind him, Sam Hornish Jr., Alex Tagliani, Michael McDowell, and Billy Johnson. Brendan gone his best run of the day. He's being shown in sixth spot ahead of Ricky Stenhouse, seventh. Kyle Busch is eighth. Brian Scott, ninth. Austin Dillon is tenth. Andrew Ranger's repairs cannot be made. He has taken his black and white number 27 Dodge Dodge. It's a Dodge sponsored by Dodge, <laughs> and it is going to the garage. He'll be the 12th retiree of this event. So as we work towards 5 o'clock Eastern time for Jacques Villeneuve, it's been a beautiful afternoon drive in the park. Jean Drapeau. For everybody else, it's been a whole lot of work, and there's still more to come. Right now, let's pause 10 seconds for station identification on the Motor Racing Network. Motor Racing Network live in the province of Quebec. We are with you at the Circuit Gilles Villeneuve, where the NASCAR Nationwide Series runs the sixth annual running of the Napa Auto Parts 200, presented by Dodge. Eli Gold and Kurt Becker here in the booth. Our turn reporters today doing a superb job on a long day of two double or two races for you today. Kyle Ricky, Woody Kane, Mike Bagley, Buddy Long, Alex Hayden, Tony Rizzuti, and Dan Hubbard. Down on the pit lane and in the garage area, Steve Post, Preston Root, and Chris Neville. Elliot Sadler had Eli the- trouble in turn number 10. Jason Bowles has spun getting into the corner. He wheel hop. He has slid into the gravel. He is trying to refire that car, but as he hits the accelerator, the rear tires just dig in. Currently, he is sitting sa- uh, stationary right in the center, just off the hairpin. It's a full course yellow for the man who was 13th in points, an open wheeler who switched to stock cars in 2006. Jason Bowles running for a Canadian team. Pat and Randy McDonald from Oshawa, Ontario, Canada. Uh, He himself, Bowles, a native of the uh, province of Ontario. It's tough to get into trouble in that area unless you just come steamrolling in and don't have any brake pedal. And Well, he came steamrolling in, and when he got on the brakes, the back of the car hopped up in the air. The front tire started chattering, and it just went around. And when it did, it slid sideways into that gravel at the uh, exit, or excuse me, at the center point of the hairpin corner. And when it did, it just dug right in. He hit the gas, tried to drive away that just sunk it deeper they've got a big four-wheel crane that's over there right now going to try to pull him out of that deep stuff yeah he never made contact with anything so he should be able to drive this one away the 2009 nascar can and west series champion 
Jason Bowles, who many of you might remember, won that uh, Toyota All-Star Showdown out in uh, Irwindale, California back in 2010, a really an outstanding young racer, uh, 29 years old, but uh, unable to continue here today. All right, let's set the scene for you so you'll know what the strategies are right now. Let's take a sweep down pit road and check on developing stories and who's where and what on fuel and the like. It's all brought to you by Nationwide Insurance. Call 866-500-5555 or a local agent now to get a quote. Nationwide is on your side. So who's who's on the right sequence in front of you, Steve Post? A whole bunch of guys or uh, who's got it dialed in strategy-wise? The more I check in, the less I know, Eli. It really is that way. I do know this for a fact. Kyle Busch was in on lap number 58, took left side tires, and topped it off with fuel. So he is good to go. Of interest, just watching Sam Hornis Jr.'s crew. They are on pit wall with their helmets on. My numbers say that they need to come in because they can't make it this far. They were back uh, last in, I believe it was lap 46 is when they were in, when everyone came in. But cautions do allow you to stretch it a little bit. So we'll have to see what the call is there for Chad Walter and his team. Alex Tagliani, the same category. Billy Johnson, the same category as well. In fact, there's no movement in Billy Johnson's pit. And he's one of those guys that it doesn't really matter. He's not in a point battle or anything like that. He may try to maintain the track position knowing that cautions breed caution. So we'll have to see how this plays out when pit road gets opened up here in a moment. Preston, how about in front of you? Yeah, Jacques Villeneuve is the guy that matters in front of us in the center section of pit road because, of course, he's the leader of the race right now. He stopped first on lap 20. Last stop, he made the only the second one of the day. Pit stops have worked out perfect under the leadership of Jeremy Bullens. Lap 45, he's good to the end, but they're asking him over the radio, Jacques Villeneuve, to save as much fuel as possible. We can check in out on the course and see if he's shutting that car down in certain spots. But as the leader of this race, everything rides on fuel mileage for Jacques Villeneuve. They say he's good to go in the center section of Pit Road. Check in at the entry to Pit Road with Chris Neville. Well, Preston, all is quiet down at the 18. They told me after that lap stop on lap 45 that they would need six laps of caution to make it to the finish. So they're hoping that this is going to be a nice, long caution. They said Michael McDowell has been trying to save fuel on the racetrack, but you might only be able to get an extra lap or two by doing that. So they're going to need at least four or five laps of caution on this stop. Also, the two-car, they were the ones that came in and gave all that track position up when we were green flag, and uh, they were hoping all the leaders would be coming in. If these leaders don't come in, obviously Elliot Sadler going to be swamped way back down in 18th right now. So a lot of different strategies unfolding for the man whose best Montreal Formula One finish was second in 1996. Of course, his dad, Gilles Villeneuve, winning here in Formula One in 1978. So a lot of family history, and he talked to us on the pre-race portion of our broadcast what the emotions are like running at a racetrack where at the start-finish line it says, Salut Gilles, uh, in honor of his dad, uh, Gilles Villeneuve. What a big, big win that would be for the man who has tried so many times. More coming up from Montreal right after this. We are here in Montreal, the waning laps of this event, the sixth annual running of the Napa Auto Parts 200 presented by Dodge. As we continue under caution, it's a great opportunity for us to bring you a NASCAR performance tip. This week's NASCAR performance car care know-how brought to you by Schumacher Electric Corporation. The legend lives on. 
During summer travel, it's very important to be prepared for unexpected emergencies. And there's one culprit that can leave you in park and going nowhere fast. I'm talking battery failure. If you find yourself roadside with a car that just won't crank, you can be prepared by packing a portable battery jump starter. Portable battery jump starters make great power backups. They're a good alternative to standard jumper cables and are compact and lightweight. A great addition to any trunk survival kit, portable units feature easy-to-read battery status LEDs, rust-proof clamps, and all-weather flexible jumper cables. Many also have built-in halogen lights for emergency illumination. Don't get stuck with roadside battery failure. Pack a portable jump starter for power when you need it most. Learn more at BatteryChargers.com. And for more car care advice, go to NASCAR.com backslash auto. The field comes across the stripe, continuing under caution. This brought out by uh, Jason Bowles' problems in the hairpin, so we should be uh, going back to green before too much longer. Chris Neville, we had talked about Michael McDowell earlier in the day. I wonder if he could be the proverbial wild card in this uh, race down the final dozen laps. Well, he's definitely had a fast car all day, but a little bit of an issue with the 18 car right now. There's a couple spots on this racetrack where you are turning and braking and downshifting at the same time. And as Michael McDowell is downshifting from third to second and has a little bit of lateral load in that car, he's having a very difficult time engaging second gear. So as we get up to these last 10 laps and you have to go into full kill mode out there, it'll be very interesting if that little handicap in the 18 car holds him back from getting the win here today. So the field will get the signal shortly over in turn number 10 at the north end of the course that they will get the one to go and we'll put them back under the green flag. It'll be 11 laps to go at that point to settle things here this afternoon in Montreal. Race leader Jacques Villeneuve, well, he's had a very solid day. He has led 28 laps thus far this afternoon. Eli, you were talking earlier about uh, noticing the in-car telemetry. And with the benefit of that we had discussed, you know, is, is Jacques killing the motor, trying to save fuel. And the, oh, yeah. the RPM readout, it will go from, it'll drop to zero. It'll, he'll hit the switch. It'll pop up to about 2,500. It'll drop to zero, back up to 2,200. He's doing everything he can to save fuel. The interesting thing is going to be what happens when this thing gets really physical, which it will do. You know, I was just uh, going through the book here. The drivers who led with 10 laps to go in this race in the last five years have never won the event. Marcus Ambrose was leading with 10 laps to go. He finished seventh. Next time he was leading with 10 laps to go, he finished third. Next time he was leading with 10 laps to go, he finished second. Robbie Gordon was leading. Of course, that was a weird finish anyway, but he he was leading with 10 laps to go. He finished 14th. Alex Tagliani was leading last year with 10 laps to go. He finished second. I guess, Mike Bagley, you've been here for all these races. This is when the guys take out the boxing gloves and strap them on and say, Forget about what's happened in the first 64 laps. Let's worry about the last 10. Yeah, this is where the give and take that we've seen all afternoon all of a sudden turns into grab and go. And we see that over here on this side of the race course, whether it's in front of Kyle Ricky, Woody Kane, myself, or Buddy Long on this back side of the course. It gets extremely physical, and you have to be patient and finesseful to get through this end of the racetrack. And if you sacrifice any of those, you run the risk of wrinkling up your race car. And Lord knows we have seen that in years past, over here in turn six, seven, and eight especially. 
Let's check in quickly down in Jacques Villeneuve's pit area. Jeremy Bollins is the uh, crew chief there and uh, Preston Roots in the vicinity. All right, Jeremy Bollins has time for a quick question. Are you I'm talking? Gonna he's going to call the green, so he's going to get back to Jacques Villeneuve. A lot on the line right now for this team. The Dodge, they have talked to him during this caution lap right now. Jeremy Bollins getting ready to call Jacques Villeneuve to the green. This is the call possibly for the win here. There's 10 laps remaining. Busy pit crew here in the Jacques Villeneuve pit. Joe Nimichek taking his car to the garage area. He'll be the 14th retiree of the day. Pace car gets out of the way. Dennis Dillard behind the wheel. He'll steam down the pit lane and the field under the control of Jacques Villeneuve and Sam Hornish Jr. on the front row. It'll be 11 laps to go to settle things here in Montreal. Jacques Villeneuve wasting no time on the brake. Hornish going to try to stick with him. Alex Tagliani splits the difference and swings by the driver's right. And now he and Hornish make contact. The battle for the lead is on. And it is Tagliani at the point at the exit of turn number two. Sam Hornish to second. Pick Jock Tildu back to third. They are side by side from fourth on back. Now we've got problems. Sam Hornish off the course. Michael McDowell into it. They're both into the tire barrier. Hornish is going to refire the car and get underway. Michael McDowell spinning his tires, trying to get out of the grass. All kinds of problems here in turn number three. Meanwhile, at the front of the pack, it's Tagliani going to the point. Villeneuve back to second. Billy Johnson is sideways off turn number seven. Giving her all she's got. Trying to take the second spot away as further back Kyle Busch glances off the wall. Johnson's been lying to the weeds all afternoon long. He's right there in third. A car length off the deck lid of Jacques Villeneuve. Then you've got Brendan Gaughan and Ricky Stenhouse. Two new players of the top five lead. All this behind race leader Alex Tagliani. He's got a 10-car length advantage over his fellow countryman, Doc Villeneuve. And he's got to like what he sees in his mirrors because Billy Johnson is right on the bumper of Jacques Villeneuve. Villeneuve. Now with about a half a car length lead, just behind them, Brendan Gaughan and Ricky Stenhouse Jr. added to the mix. The battle for the top five down the Olympic Basin. If they come up the long straightaway, it is Alex Tagliani in the top spot. Three car lengths in hand over Jacques Villeneuve in second. He puts some distance between himself and Billy Johnson. And Brendan Gaughan doing a great job in that fourth position. Five car breakaway up at the front. Alex Tagliani. In the car that James Busher won with at Daytona and that Nelson Piquet Jr. drove to victory lane at Road America. Three top fives and 11 top tens for that team, but he's going to have to hold off Villeneuve. Downshifting through turns one and two. The hard right-hand turn, Villeneuve thought he saw an opening. And now they'll upshift into second gear. Villeneuve continues to close in. Now just two car lengths between himself and race leader Alex Tagliani in turn three. Tagliani hard to the right, now back hard Trouble to the left. Patrick will spin coming out of the exit of turn number two and collect a couple of cars behind her. Mike Wallace is one of those cars. A couple of other cars have stopped as Danica Patrick has the track nearly blocked at the exit of turn two. Leaders already through turn number six. Tagliani looks back. Here comes Jacques Villeneuve. Two car lengths in arrears is Villeneuve. That's the battle for the lead now as everybody clears turn number seven in single file formation. Tagliani flexing the muscle, trying to draw away on the straightaway. Here comes Villeneuve. Back right up to the deck lid about a car length off. Billy Johnson about three car lengths back in the number three position. Here is Tagliani, Jacques Villeneuve, Billy Johnson. It's Chevrolet, Dodge, Ford, the front three. All of them headed back to the hairpin in single file formation. Keeping an eye on that battle for second. It's fine for Jacques Villeneuve. In fact, he wants a challenge for first. He climbed right up on the back bumper, Alex Tagliani. Tagliani puts the power down. 
but it's only about a one-car length lead as they head down the straight. Villeneuve trying to get the run on the leader, Alex Tagliani. Now Villeneuve pulls his Dodge over to the right side. He'll try to drop alongside Tagliani, not close enough to pull off a pass. He tucks back into the second position. Tagliani continues to lead through the chicane. Everything sorts itself out. Back off turn number 15. Here they come to the stripe. It'll be nine laps to go. This time by Alex Tagliani started from the pole. He shows the way, but Jacques Villeneuve in hot pursuit. The Montreal drivers go 1-2 as they work their way back off of turn two. Off of turn number two come the leaders and still less than a car length separate the front two cars. The third place car of Billy Johnson continues to close in, but right now it's tagged at the front of the field by a car length over Villeneuve. Tagliani leads him down this downhill chicane here and now closing in on this group to try and make it a three-way battle is going to be Billy Johnson. A couple of Canadians now racing for the lead of the win here at Montreal. Time is running out. Who's got the best? Billy Johnson for now does. He'll sling that car through six and seven. He'll shut it down to a car length between himself and Jacques Villeneuve. And Kyle Busch punts Ron Fellows. Turn number six. Around goes Fellows. Busch will lead the accident scene. And Ron Fellows is facing the wrong way on the outside of turn number six. So Ron Fellows sitting there. No caution as of yet. Meanwhile, Kyle Kelly was the reason that Danica Patrick spun a bit ago as he got into her and spun her around. Sam Hornish Jr. came down the pit lane moments ago, and they just literally ripped sheet metal off of his bright yellow and black number 12 automobile. But Ron Fellows sitting there on the racetrack. Let's go back out to the incident scene there. And he's just finally refired the car. The entire field has gotten around him. Ron Fellows has since fired up that Chevrolet. There he goes right there. And he's left the accident scene. He was facing the wrong way and was on the outside of Kyle Busch coming into turn number six. The two made contact around when Fellows. Bush was able to drive away, and Fellows was as well, not after the entire field got by him. Meanwhile, the leaders come past us here at start-finish. Lap 66 going up on the board. Tagliani feeling the heat of Villeneuve, who looked to the outside. Now looks to the inside. They touch again, and Tagliani is going around. Villeneuve bull rushes his way past the race leader. A complete 360 for Alex Tagliani, but he will fall to fifth as Jock Villeneuve leaps to turn three. He's got Billy Johnson right in his tire tracks, though, now. A race back to Brendan Gaughan in third. It's Villeneuve and Johnson. Battle for the lead comes to turn six. Villeneuve and Johnson nose to tail. Johnson locks up the brakes, almost slammed into the back of Villeneuve. Villeneuve slides wide off turn number seven, and Johnson is with him. Stride for stride, Dodge versus Ford. It is Villeneuve and Johnson for the lead in Montreal. Johnson just shadowing Villeneuve every inch of this race course as he worked it back to turn number eight. Villeneuve kicks it up on the right side. It'll be a curling advantage over Johnson off a nine. Both drivers with nothing to lose. No points on the line for either one. Billy Johnson trying to prove he belongs as a regular. Jack Villeneuve trying to win in his father's racetrack. And Johnson rides right in his tire tracks. Closes up again on the back of Villeneuve. Villeneuve slides a little bit off the corner, but so does Billy Johnson. He extends that lead, Jack Villeneuve does, to about five car lengths down the straight. That becomes a question if Billy Johnson has enough ponies underneath the hood to catch the dodge of Jacques Villeneuve for the moment. No. The distance is about three, maybe four car lengths. Jacques Villeneuve spreads it out between himself and Billy Johnson. They hit the brakes almost at the same time. Villeneuve cleanly goes through the chicane and maintains the lead. He may go cleanly through the chicane, but last time by in turn number two, Villeneuve made contact with the back end of race leader Alex Tagliani's car. 
then just continued to give him a shove all the way off turn two. That put Villeneuve to the lead. Tagliani now continues to drop through the field in the running order, trying to work his way back up. He cycles back around in the seventh position. You've got Villeneuve leading. Billy Johnson rides in second as we have just seven laps to go. Welcome back to Montreal, closing in on five laps ago in the Napa Auto Parts 200, presented by Dodge for the NASCAR Nationwide Series. Here's the situation. You've got Jacques Villeneuve, the leader. You've got Billy Johnson in second. Eli granted, these are two accomplished drivers, but between the two of them, just ten combined starts in this particular series. And Chris, you and I both know Billy Johnson fairly well. He's a regular on the uh, Continental Tire Series, the Sports Car Challenge, driving with Jack Roush Jr. We've seen him on the Grand Am Rolex Series, running with the BMW team for Turner Motorsports. That's the Grand Am Turner Motorsports not a surprise that he's doing this well, but, you know, he expected maybe he'd get roughed up a bit more, but he's hanging right in there. Well, you know, in in sports car racing, he's gone up against some of the best, the Bill Oberlins, the Joey Hands, some some of the best GT drivers out there, and he's always done so well, but I think as a young driver, you'd never guess that you were going to have to go toe-to-toe with Jacques Villeneuve, especially up in Montreal. So I'm sure he's given it everything he can, but if he can get up to that back bumper, how hard is he going to take that swing? Mm, That's going to be interesting. And also a tip of the uh, helmet to Brendan Gaughan. You talk about a guy, and you're saying, gee, what's he doing up there? Brendan, you might not know, won the Rolex 24 at Daytona a few years ago. He was part of that GT, the Grand Touring team for TRG Motorsports that uh, got the Rolex watches after the 24. So uh, he is not uh, a bad road racer at all. You just don't, again, necessarily think of his name. Brendan Gaughan, one of those drivers who always seems like he's in a good mood, but when we're headed to the road courses, he always seems to have an extra brim of confidence about him, and he's had a solid run here this afternoon. The leader, Jacques Villeneuve, has just worked his way off the hairpin in turn 10. He's headed past Dan Hubbard. He's starting to stretch it out just a little bit over Billy Johnson, maybe half a car length with every lap. The most maybe Billy can hope for is that rare mistake from Jacques Villeneuve is he's to catch the leader. And what kind of a day would this be for NASCAR's Turner Motorsports, a multinational weekend of victories? Because earlier today, the Turner Motorsports truck with Nelson Piquet Jr. winning the truck series race at Michigan International Speedway, and now potentially Alex Tagliani, excuse me, Jacques Villeneuve, uh, having run uh, well when Tagliani was up there, was going to be a great day for... uh, you know, the Turner Motorsports bunch, and even though circumstances change, nevertheless, caution now being shown. One car spinning in turn number 14 right at the end of that long straightaway, and it brings out the yellow. So Mike Wallace with problems. He now continues away, but it was almost going to be a magnificent day for Turner Motorsports had uh, Villeneuve not, you know, bowled his way through Tagliani. It would have been indeed, and now uh, as we get down to the final four laps, caution comes out, sixth time on the day, and as they say, who could have seen this one coming? The history of this race, Eli, has been that we have seen a caution flag, each of the prior five visits here, coming out with three laps to go or less today, four laps to go, caution comes out, so we had had all the conversation about can Billy Johnson catch up to Jacques Villeneuve? Well, 
That question's been answered. Now it's going to be, can Johnson or anybody else do anything with him on the restart? Now, Ricky Stenhouse Jr. will restart in third. He has damage to the front end of that automobile. Uh, I don't know how much of a factor that's going to be here on the restart. Then you've got Brendan gone. And then you've got Kyle Busch, who's, you know, anything can happen. And you've got a, a really ticked-off Alex Tagliani, who's going to restart in six spots. So uh, this is going to be a most exciting final couple of laps or so after they uh, take care of the uh, quick cleanup here. And we were talking earlier today about when we get down to the closing laps, it tends to get rather physical. Buddy Long, you've been over on the west side of the course throughout the afternoon around turns eight and nine. I guess you could say physical indeed. It has been. It just amazes me, Kurt, when these guys hit the curbing over here. As I said earlier, it looks like the Joey Chitwood Thrill Show because they get two wheels up in the air and it almost looks like the car wants to tip over, but that actually works to the advantage of Villeneuve. He plays those curbs just perfectly when he comes through here first on the right side and then the left it has been perfect for him all afternoon long so we'll see what it happens here uh, if it's Villeneuve winning it'll be his first victory in his ninth NASCAR nationwide series start if it's Billy Johnson it'll be his first win in his third start and uh, now the field comes across the stripe and 71 go up on the board 74 laps make up the uh, distance they are checking the racetrack, make sure there was nothing from behind Mike Wallace's car. He has continued on, Mike has, but there was some sheet metal that he had deposited out there in turn number 14, so that's what they're checking for right now. Behind Villeneuve and Billy Johnson, Ricky Stenhouse Jr., Brendan Gaughan, and Kyle Busch. Alex Tagliani will restart in sixth. Great run for Brian Scott in seventh. Then Justin Allgaier, who's battled back to eighth. Elliot Sadler up to ninth. And despite his spins and all, Brad Sweet right now being shown in 10th spot. Steve Post is down in the Billy Johnson pit. Yeah, really interesting story down here. Scott Graves is the crew chief. This is all of his, let me see, first, second start as a crew chief. His first start as a crew chief was uh, last week with Carl Edwards, and he won. So he's one for one, going for two for two now with Billy Johnson here at the road course. Now, just checked in with him. He said we're good to go 74 laps maybe 75, but they are really not all that comfortable in this thing going much past the advertised distance. So, uh, you know, they're they're a little tight on fuel right down here, and right now that's their big concern. You know, this uh, this this team here, uh, we talked to Scott on NASCAR Performance Live on Wednesday night about his one-for-one one record, trying to make it two-for-two, two, and he doesn't get to wait long for the third one. They're taking Trevor Bain to Bristol next week. So uh, we'll see. We might have a two-for-two two crew chief here with Scott Graves, uh, Graves if Billy uh, Johnson can pick up the win here today. That'd be a heck of a story right there. Uh, Billy Johnson uh, trying for his first NASCAR Nationwide Series win in his third start, and that would make him, what, the fourth first-time winner here in 2012. But we are ahead of ourselves here. Billy's got a deal with Villeneuve ahead of him, Ricky Stenhouse Jr. behind him. Uh, something's going to give. I've My dollar says... Not everybody's going to get through one and two. No. In fact, uh, turns one and two are typically where we'll see somebody get up under the rear wheels of somebody else, and so often that's happened here in these situations. We talked about the fact that we often see the late race caution coming out with five laps to go or less. Everybody bunches up behind the safety car. The pace car goes to pit road. The green flag drops. And by the time the field, if they get through turn one, by the time they get to the right-hander turn two, which is which is almost a hairpin. We talk about the hairpin being turned 
turn 10. Turn 2 is virtually the same. It's very tight as well. But in the hairpin, Alex, looks like they just turned the lights off on the safety car. Huh? They, they did, and we're lining up two by two. Jacques Villeneuve, also there, Billy Johnson on the front row. Second row is Brendan Gone, and uh, these guys are getting ready to go racing. It's going to be interesting to see what happens. Kyle Busch again in the mix. He'll restart in fifth. Tagliani sixth. Brian Scott, Justin Allgaier, Elliot Sadler, and Brad Sweet. As good as all was going on here today, tomorrow more racing here on Motor Racing Network from Michigan. We'll have live coverage for the NASCAR Sprint Cup Series. We're on at noon Eastern for coverage of the Pure Michigan 400. Ought to be a dandy battle up in the upper Midwest. Again today, Nelson P.K. Jr., winning the NASCAR Camping World Truck Series race. Our congratulations to him and the Turner Motorsports Bunch. And again, as we were saying before, should somehow Alex Tagliani get to the front to win this deal, that would be another Turner Motorsports car going to victory lane in a different country and so on. All right, stepping on the button right now, Dennis Dillard behind the pace car's wheel. He gets out of the way. What's going to happen? Lay your bets down. Lap 72 will go up on the board when they come to the stripe. Kevin Moss banging that green flag on the banister of the flag stand, as he always does. He's waiting and waiting, and now 100 feet from the line. Green flag is in the air. Oh, and a great start for Bill New. He got away in a hurry, but the scramble has Ricky Stenhouse to the outside of Billy Johnson, right behind Villeneuve. Here comes a move as Stenhouse tries to pull his way through while cars go spinning all the way around through turns one and two. Kyle Busch has a problem further back at the entire turn two nearly blocked the race leaders already to turn three. Jacques Villeneuve leads the way Billy Johnson in second but he's falling back Ricky Stenhouse Jr. right in his tire track as they head off towards Mike Bagley. Leaders come out of turn number five setting up for the entrance to turn number six Villeneuve away by a car length maybe two it's Johnson who rides in second Ricky Stenhouse Jr. in third and then you drop a goodly distance back to Brian Scott who rides in fourth with Elliot Sadler and Justin Allgaier in hot pursuit. Caution on the speedway. Jeremy Clements unable to pull away from turn number two's retaining wall. He is there in a precarious spot. Another full course caution after a multitude of cars, Kyle, spun there in turn two near you, everyone pulls away but Clements. It looked like Kyle Busch was the first car to go around at the exit of turn number two, and Brendan Gaughan also suffered a lot of damage in that incident as everybody uh, dived high and low to try to get around those two cars. Jeremy Clements way off the uh, racetrack just to the uh, left side of the uh, turn two exit. Uh, that car dead in the water at the exit of the turn. Also, Alex Tagliani did not make it through cleanly, and Kyle Busch now limping around. Both Tagliani and Busch finally managing to pull away, but they are not uh, worse, not, and they're not better for the wear. Trust me, those machines are all beaten and banged up, and uh, we are going to now go past the advertised distance, and now fuel usage comes into play. Steve, you were telling us before uh, the 60 bunch, Billy Johnson's team, didn't want to see uh, a longer than advertised race. No, not at all. And they're pretty disappointed down here. They do not believe they can go much further. Now, do they try it? They have no points, nothing really to lose here because they're not a team battling for points. But right now, they are going to be on fumes trying to stack this thing up and trying to make it to the end of this race. But the problem of it is, do you pit? Well, you lose all that track position too. So where's your gamble? What do you do? With no points on the line, they're just going to try to see if maybe they can find a little more tiger in the tank. And Preston Root, you've been along the midsection of Pit Road. The last we had heard from you, there had been maybe some mild concern in the Jacques Villeneuve pit. We talked about the fact he'd been shutting the motor down and saving fuel. 
Any increase in the concern level at this point? Yeah, well, the increase level down here comes on Jeremy Bullens' part. Uh, he very nervous about these restarts. And as Eli pointed out, Kurt, down there in turn number one, a lot of traffic stacks up in there. They seem to be pretty good on fuel at this point. They have been shutting that Dodge off at certain places around this racetrack expecting something like this to happen at the end. Maybe not going past the extended distance, but they've done everything they can to save fuel in that number 22 Dodge that Jock Villeneuve is driving. They can't do anything more. They can't stop. It's out of Jeremy Bullens' hands, and it's in the hands of Jock Villeneuve as the leader of this race. One more restart. We'll see what happens, but they can't do anything about it. If they needed fuel, they'd have to try anyway. And there are shards of sheet metal, big and small, in turn number one and two. So it's going to take a while to clean things up there. They're going to have to come out with uh, a blower of some sort. They'll also have to pick up little pieces and big pieces. So it's going to be quite a while. Meanwhile, one of those guys involved in the spin, Brendan Gone, is on pit lane. Yeah, Eli, this is somebody that had a great race put together. He was on perfect pit stop strategy. Three stops for Brendan Gone. Everything was going his way. He had a top five put together. What the problem is on Brendan Gone's Chevrolet is the left front, the spindle, what holds the tire. They're having trouble with that that's where the impact took place was on the left front you can see it smashed in there but now brendan gone in the south point chevrolet he's down and away now kyle bush rolls past us he'll come to the attention in front of steve post the left rear flat on that 54 machine yeah preston he got caught up in that jingle down in turn number two and so they're just going to change four tires and limp it around to the finish here see what happens with it but disappointing after starting at the back Last on the field because he uh, did not qualify the race car. Kyle Busch drove through the field, was up at the front, but unfortunately he comes up short. Also need to note that Alex Tagliani was on pit road as well. A lot of damage on that Oasis Chevrolet after what started as such a good day has gone away as well as Alex Tagliani caught up in that wreck in turn two also. Well, we shouldn't be surprised. If you go back into the history books of this race, we have had green-white checkered flag finishes now. Counting today, this will be the fourth one in the six races here in Montreal. And everything happens right over there in turns one and two. This is going to be the fifth green-white checker of the year, but the fourth one in six visits to the uh, Circuit Gilles Villeneuve. Yeah, everything tends to tighten up so quickly at the south end of the course where turns one and two are located. You know, a guy who has benefited from a lot of this is arguably Elliot Sadler. The man who leads championship points. You know, Chris Neville had reported from his pit earlier that Sadler was in a position where he needed some of the leaders to pit. Well, if nothing else, as cars have been spinning and veering off the course, Sadler's managed to stay out of trouble. And, Chris, at this point, Sadler's worked his way back up into the top five. Yeah, when we went back to green there, Elliot Sadler was in ninth. He's in fifth right now, but he did take a good hit to the left front down in turn two, getting into the side of the 38 car. And initially, this team jumped up thinking that the two car was going to have to come back to pit lane, possibly a tire down. But everything okay with that car right now. Elliot's at least telling the team that the car feels okay. The left front tire not down. But it's going to be interesting to see how does that car handle once he get up, gets up to speed. We had talked statistically, and again, it was middle of the race, really didn't matter, but it was just something to toss out that at one point Ricky Stenhouse had bypassed Elliott Sadler in the season point standings. Right now, Elliott has gone back ahead of Stenhouse and has actually lost only one point from where he came into the race. He's now 12 points up. He was 13 up coming in. Uh, the rookie of the race, well, that 
that whole thing has been a mess today because Dylan's had problems. Cole Witt has had problems. He retired. Jason Bowles has had problems. So right now, Austin Dillon is out there running. He's running in seventh right now. He's going to salvage a darn good finish here, and he is going to further stretch what is already a 66-point lead. He'll stretch it just a bit in the Sunoco Rookie of the Year standing. So that's what you, that's what you love about this business. You persevere as best you can. You never know what's going to happen and uh, turn out to be a great day for you. And things are certainly coming down to an interesting conclusion here this afternoon in Montreal. Still working under the caution flag. Again, when we do go back to the green, it'll be a green-white checkered finish here today. Jacques Villeneuve is the leader as we take a look at the AutoZone leaderboard. Billy Johnson shows in second. Ricky Stenhouse Jr., third. Brian Scott, fourth. Elliot Sadler, fifth. Justin Allgaier, sixth. Austin Dillon, seventh. Kyle Kelly, eighth. Sam Hornish Jr., ninth. And Taylor Malsom into the top ten. You mentioned Brian Scott running in fourth. If nothing changes there, this will be his best road course finish in NASCAR Nationwide Series racing. He's run eight previous to today, this being his ninth, and he'd never finished better than the seventh that he posted at uh, Road America earlier this year. You just gave the top ten in 11th. You'll have Mike Wallace, despite that uh, little spin there earlier. Eric Darnell, 12th. 13th, Tim Andrews. 14th, Ron Fellows. Michael McDowell in 15th. He is going to further stretch what is already a 66-point lead. He'll stretch it just a bit in the Sunoco Rookie of the Year standing. So that's what you, that's what you love about this business. You persevere as best you can. You never know what's going to happen and uh, turn out to be a great day for you. And things are certainly coming down to an interesting conclusion here this afternoon in Montreal. Still working under the caution flag. Again, when we do go back to the green, it'll be a green-white checkered finish here today. Jacques Villeneuve is the leader as we take a look at the AutoZone leaderboard. Billy Johnson shows in second. Ricky Stenhouse Jr., third. Brian Scott, fourth. Elliot Sadler, fifth. Justin Allgaier, sixth. Austin Dillon, seventh. Kyle Kelly, eighth. Sam Hornish Jr., ninth. And Taylor Malsom into the top ten. You mentioned Brian Scott running in fourth. If nothing changes there, this will be his best road course finish in NASCAR Nationwide Series racing. He's run eight previous to today, this being his ninth, and he'd never finished better than the seventh that he posted at uh, Road America earlier this year. You just gave the top ten in 11th. You'll have Mike Wallace, despite that uh, little spin there earlier. Eric Darnell, 12th. 13th, Tim Andrews. 14th, Ron Fellows. Michael McDowell in 15th. 16th, Derek White. 17th, Daryl Haar. Alex Kennedy in 18th, Brad Sweet 19th, and Alex Tagliani beaten and battered and bruised back in 20th. All of those drivers on the lead lap along with Mike Bliss 21st, Jeremy Clements despite the spin moments ago 22nd, Brendan Gaughan 23rd, Kyle Busch 24th, and Kyle Busch shown as the final driver on the lead lap. So the field getting the one-to-go signal now out near Alex Hayden in turn number 10 and will be set to go. This will be the first attempt at a green-white checkered flag finish. There can be three tries. The last opportunity of the restart, that was still in regulation time, if you will. So this is going to be the uh, first attempt at a green-white checkered flag finish. Right now, the NASCAR officials wondering if they're going to finish the cleanup before the field gets around. They are still on a one-to-go but there's going to be a question as to whether they're going to make it or not and uh, finish the uh, work. Field slowing down just a little bit out there in turn number 10. Let's check in with Alex. Yeah, the field is going slow, and you would think at the front row with 
Jacques Villeneuve and Billy Johnson. It was more of a soapbox derby race. They're simply coasting side by side behind the Dodge pace car. Now they refire the engine as they get up off of uh, turn number 10. They shut them back down again, but they're lining up double file. Brian Scott, Ricky Stenhouse Jr. in the second row. Justin Allgaier and Elliott Sadler in row three. And they're putting the lights back on. We're not going. There, there were too many cleanup machines out there. There was too much um, stuff in turns one and two, other parts of the racetrack as well, and they just were not going to get everybody safely off the track and the track cleaned up in time. And for the guys who were on fumes, well, they didn't want to see this, but I guess better than running a lap at full speed, but uh, this is just going to prolong the event a little bit. Let's check out there in the corner and see uh, what do you guys think, Kyle? Assuming everybody can get through one and two, who do you like out there? Well, that's the biggest question, Eli, I think, is everybody can survive turns one and two on these restarts. But obviously, I think Jacques Villeneuve, the hands-down favorite right now, if he can get through turn two and get away from a hard-charging Ricky Stenhouse and Billy Johnson on this next restart. Woody Kane, what about you? Well, after watching the way Jacques Villeneuve has driven this race, would Billy Johnson have any qualms about pushing him around a little bit? That's going to be the big question when they get over here, the turns three and four, as they come down the downhill chicane here. But uh, the way this one is going, you guys talked about it being physical earlier. I don't think we're done punching just yet. <laughs> I bet you there are guys in the pit area taking up a collection. Stand here, give this to Billy if he parks the guy. It's uh, You never know. It's, it's going to be a great, great uh, battle right here. Mike Bagley, what do you think? Think, or excuse me, uh, what do you think out there now? Who, who do you like uh, from what you've seen today? Well, and nobody vapor locks on the start. They don't pile the field up going into one, and nobody gets too anxious and dumps anybody before they get over here. I think your long shot could be a Justin Allgaier or an Austin Dillon. The, the two-car Elliott Sadler's got damage, and it looks like he may cut that tire down before this race is over. And then, of course, if uh, if they start to get frisky up there in the first two rows, you could see somebody like an Austin Dillon or Justin Allgaier go to victory lane this afternoon. Well, I don't believe it's going to be Mr. Dillon because he was in on the pit lane seconds ago, which is something you didn't know. But down on the pit lane, uh, guys, we could see that uh, stop just had to be made. Yeah, he's out of fuel. He's out of fuel. They actually had to spray some ether in the cowl on that uh, Advocare Chevrolet. Now, there goes Austin Dillon. You can hear him in the background, but he ran it dry, and uh, unfortunately he may not be the last one in listening to some crew chiefs yeah. down there. And Mike had a good analysis there. There's no way Mike Bagley, by the way, over there in turns six and seven could know who was pitting over here. We're a long way from where he is. Buddy Long, what are your thoughts? Well, I've got to echo the sentiments of the three gentlemen in front of me. I mean, if Calamity Corner is turn number one and two, and right now Villeneuve looks almost uh, impenetrable, but anything can happen. And I have a feeling it's going to be somebody burping on fuel, possibly, that could also stack the field up over in that first and second turn. It should be interesting. Alex Hayden? I couldn't begin to tell you. There are so many ifs out here that everybody's already been covering. you got to get through each and every corner. you got to get through the aggression that all these drivers have built up after a long, hot day here in Montreal. Then you have to battle the throttle. You have to battle the fuel tank to make sure there's enough Sunoco fuel. Two laps around this racetrack, anything and everything can happen. It could very well be somebody running back in the 15th or 16th position that could possibly steal a win here. Tony Rizzuti, what do you think? Well, I'm here in the hairpin, and that's the big question mark corner because you can easily overdrive it if you're in the lead. You can also try a dive bomb and just shove it in there and use the other guy as brakes to try to get around. The problem's been... Jacques Villeneuve has just been so good down the short straight into that corner. His brakes look good. They haven't glowed all day. He's been able to get onto the power as soon as he's rounded this corner. So uh, if somebody can get to him, I think there's a chance that you might see somebody try a punt over
over here in turn 10, but the way Villeneuve gotten through here and down this straightaway, I think he's been too tough. What about you, Dan Hubbard? Well, it all boils down to the restart. If Villeneuve gets the kind of restart that he got on the last time, I think it's lights out. This is going to be his race or his race to lose. But if he doesn't get the kind of start that he wants, then it's an open field. Kind of what Alex Hayden said, there's just too many ifs. Last time by, last three times by, actually, the top four cars have rolled by in absolute silence. Everybody is fuel conscious. Villeneuve, Elliott Sadler, Billy Johnson, even Ricky Stenhouse Jr., nobody's talked about him. He could be a spoiler here this afternoon as well. Preston Root is down on the pit lane. You've got a story for us? Yeah, Eli, just an observation from down here. We see this week in and week out hundreds of times. This has played out where fuel mileage is critical. Well, with Jacques Villeneuve not being a part of the points and not a regular on the Nationwide Series, Jeremy Bullens, his crew chief, really is resigned to whatever happens, happens. Obviously, from the lead, they cannot pit for fuel now, even if they knew it was too close to call. But... You can't come in for fuel, and so what are you going to do? The only other choice is to stay out there? Well, you either run out or you run out one way or the other. They're out there for the long haul. The sense of resignation in this pit and the sense of hope is unique. It's something we see fuel strategy a lot, but the sense of resignation and hope in this team is something I haven't seen in a long time. Well, here they come streaming off the corner and onto the main straightaway. Villeneuve, Johnson, Stenhouse, Brian Scott, and Elliot Sadler slowly, slowly waiting for the green to fly. Kevin Mass puts the flag in the air. And again, Villeneuve with a great jump. He'll take off by a car length and a half. Stenhouse now in second spot. He works to the outside with Billy Johnson right there as well. Here come the leaders off of turn number two. It is Jacques Villeneuve at the point by a car length over Ricky Stenhouse. Billy Johnson in third. Top three single file. Elliot Sadler and then Justin Allgaier to the inside of Brian Scott. Jacques Villeneuve leads the way, but Ricky Stenhouse right in his tire tracks. Billy Johnson trying to close it as well. Now Villeneuve starts to pull away by a car length. Jacques Villeneuve starting to pull away from the rest of the field as he comes to the entrance of turn number six. But Stenhouse is there. Stenhouse gets into the back of him. Around goes Stenhouse and into the armco. Villeneuve is able to hang on. Others are spinning behind as well. The Kennedy car is involved. Also Kyle Busch gets into one other car. They're all sliding. They're all crashing in turn number six and turn number seven. That is caution is on the speedway. We will abort the first try of a green-white checkered flag finish. A full course yellow out there. Let's go back to Mike. It all started, Eli, when Ricky Stenhouse Jr. got in the back of Jacques Villeneuve. He ended up spinning himself out, and he gunned the motor, turned the car around wrong way and into the Armco. In the stacking up of traffic, you also had the car of Alex Kennedy get turned around right in the face of traffic. Then at that same time, Kyle Busch came off of turn number seven, and he got into the back of the Derek White car and kept driving and driving and driving and drove him into the wall at my feet. Everybody has left the scene except for the Alex Kennedy car who has made it into the skid pad off of the racing surface, but there is some debris to be cleaned up, and there are a lot of torqued-off race car drivers that you could see inside (laughs) these cockpits were not happy with the outcome of their last trip through 6 and 7. Well, they've got another chance coming up to do something about it. We'll have green-white checker number two when we return to Montreal. Working under the caution flag, we talked about the fact that Billy Johnson was cutting it close on fuel, and apparently, Steve Post, they finally had to come to pit road. They just had to come to pit road. There was no way. They are past what they thought was the outside limit, so it's miraculous that he's been able to go this far. Now they're thinking with this series of green-white checkers and the way everyone's reckoned, drive through the minefield and see what you can get out of it. So 
that's kind of their strategy now. So Billy Johnson has brought his car down and uh, got some fuel. Keep in mind, he was running in the second position at the time. Jacques Villeneuve is the leader. Elliot Sadler is second. Justin Allgaier is third. Brian Scott is fourth. And Billy Johnson will cycle back around after making his trip to pit road. From the Circuit Gilles Villeneuve, this is the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. Back in Montreal. All right, now what do we think? Jacques Villeneuve and Elliot Sadler on the front row. You've got Justin Allgaier. He'll line up behind Villeneuve and then Brian Scott. Does Allgaier, uh, does the Gator take a bite out of, uh, out of Villeneuve? Well, it didn't work out too well for the last guy that tried it. So <laughs> You know, in all seriousness, that's, there's an art. It sounds weird, I understand. But there is an art to hitting and spinning somebody on a road course without taking yourself out. Sure. Not We're not making editorial comments here. Just the fact Villeneuve knows how to do it. Certain guys know how to hit somebody, get them out of the way, not get yourself spun out. In the case of Ricky Stenhouse there, he gave it all the effort he could, but uh, Villeneuve saved the car, and Ricky went around and uh, triggered that uh, event there out near Mike. So it, there, there is a science, there is an art to it. And coming up, it'll be the second attempt at a green-white checkered finish. Preston Root along the center section of Pitt Road as we continue to work under the caution flag and keep adding laps to the distance. Any new fuel concerns where you have been patrolling? Well, no, they, they don't change at all, Kurt, because uh, really this comes down to with all these attempts at ch- green-white checkered, the last person to stop for fuel on my section of Pitt Road was Justin Allgaier. He's sitting pretty with the top five. If the guys in front of him have fuel problems, he's got enough to make at least one more. But the guy, as I pointed out in my report before the guys that just are resigned to whatever happens happens we can't change it at all is the leader Jacques Villeneuve they can't come in they'll lose the race for sure if they stay out maybe they make it maybe they don't they have done everything humanly possible since lap 45 which was the last time they packed that car with Sunoco racing fuel lap 45 was their last stop to save as much fuel as possible in anticipation of this happening like this whether we go two restarts three restarts whatever attempts at green white checkers that just all falls into the hands of lady luck but uh, they're resigned to whatever happens Jeremy Bullens is sitting atop the crew box he's got his calculator out looking over things, but uh, they're not going to come in, so whatever happens there, they say they have enough to go to the end, but the other guy that's looking good in the center, if they have trouble with the leader, Jacques Villeneuve, is Justin Allgaier. He's got plenty of fuel for at least one more, maybe two restarts. Well, he hopes so, because remember last year at Road America, he ran out of fuel after the white flag and couldn't make it back to the start-finish line in a race that had been extended after late race cautions. Then Ron Fellows pulled away. He thought he had won. It was a whole mess. What about the Elliott Sadler team, Chris? Uh, What's their uh, mental demeanor right now? Well, Eli, last time they were in pit lane was lap 52. Just checked in with crew chief Luke Lambert. He said because they were in so late, they are fine. There is no concern on the two-car. With fuel situations, the only thing they're keeping an eye on is that contact they had with the 38 car up on the left front. So uh, Elliott said when they got back up to speed, that last green, uh, not a lot of rub there. It kind of self-cleaned, cleansed itself. But the, the concern there still is if we have to go too many more restarts here is it going to continue to wear on that left front and could that tire cut down well we'll all find out together of course Villeneuve pitted at lap 46 again uh, he's 
of those out there leading, uh, battling for the lead, he is the one in the most dire of fuel situations. But uh, we'll see exactly how this all plays out. And, uh, and I'm glad I'm here. You know, this is where we come to the racetrack to see the strategies, uh, uh, road course racing with some world-class racers. It's a whole different animal. And the fans here at Montreal, not a soul is, uh, is sitting across the way. Everybody seems to be standing up waiting to see this race uh, wind down to its conclusion. And uh, keep in mind, there have been eight laps of caution since Villeneuve was last in at lap 46. But that said, you know, at the top of the day, the, the fuel window was projected to be 23 to 26 laps. So it has been some uh, 32 laps or so since Villeneuve was last in on pit road. Of course, remember also we had guys pitting on lap two. Sure. I mean, they were, they've been counting drops since the beginning. Elliot Sadler came in at lap two. Chris Cook pitted on lap number two. Chase Miller, lap two. A few other guys pitted on laps three and four. So uh, as you hear Jeremy Clements go by us now, he is back on the uh, racetrack and the field making its way back towards start finish. And we are looking for the second attempt at a green-white checkered flag finish. Jacques Villeneuve is the race leader. Elliot Sadler second. Justin Allgaier third. Sam Hornish fourth. And Brian Scott fifth. Everybody's zigzagging back and forth, cleaning their tires, getting them back up to temperature. Pace car goes straight down pit lane. Here comes the field out of turn number 14. Down the main straightaway they go. Two by two. Villeneuve, Sadler... Allgaier, Hornish, waiting for Kevin Moss. He beats that flag on the flag stand. It's in the air. Good jump for Villeneuve. Again, though, here comes Sadler chasing him down. They've got the quick turn into turn number one and the sweeping turn number two for the moment. Single file, everybody in order. It's Villeneuve by a car length off of turn number two over Elliott Sadler. One more back to Justin Allgaier in third. Brian Scott is in that lead pack as well. Single file to turn three. Villeneuve protects his inside. Elliott Sadler right there. Justin Allgaier behind him. Sam Hornish next in line before we get to two by two racing further back. Jacques Villeneuve brings the field out of turn number five up the short straightaway and into turn number six. Side by side, Allgaier and Sattler. They lead on one another. It's Allgaier. He'll grab second. Sattler back to third. Hornish goes to fourth. Brian Scott now will pull back to the number five position as the leaders head to turn eight. That battle opened up a huge lead for Jacques Villeneuve right now as he works his way into turn number eight. Here's Hornish. He looks to the inside of Sattler. Falls back in line. It's Allgaier. Sattler, Hornish, and Scott behind Jacques Villeneuve. It's the battle for the second spot. It's held right now by Little Gator. Justin Allgaier and he's beginning to close on Jacques Villeneuve. Justin Allgaier on full kill in the hairpin. And Sam Hornish is going to try a move on Elliot Sadler. They'll touch. Give Hornish that position. Now Elliot Sadler trying to go back, but up front with the fans cheering, Jacques Villeneuve pulls out to about eight car length lead. He does have a pretty good cushion over Justin Allgaier, but Allgaier doing everything he can to close that gap. Here comes Jacques Villeneuve leading the field. Allgaier in the second spot. Hornish under attack from Elliot Sadler for the third position on a four car breakaway up at the top. Here comes the field off the chicane and back onto the front stretch. White flag is in the air. One lap to go in Montreal. Jacques Villeneuve, the race leader. He's got it by five car lengths over Justin Allgaier in second. 
Sam Hornish Jr. goes to third. In fact, Hornish trying to find a way to get by Allgaier, but they're all chasing Villeneuve off turn two. It is Villeneuve by only two car lengths off of turn number two. Make it three is Allgaier trying to fend off Sam Hornish. Then it's going to be Elliott Chapman, all single file. Allgaier is there in three. Allgaier has closed that gap. Sam Hornish Jr. is with him. Villeneuve leads the way, but Allgaier is right there as they go to the hard right-hander toward Mike Bagley. Here they come now for the final time up through turns five and six. Allgaier's there, and he punts Villeneuve. Villeneuve has lost the lead in turn number six. Allgaier goes to the point. Here's Villeneuve trying to hang on to second. Hornish to the inside. Justin Allgaier, the new leader after he wrestles the lead away in turn number six. Allgaier down to turn number eight. Hornish still on the inside of his teammate, Chuck Villeneuve. Hornish will get the spot. It's going to be Elliott Sadler challenging for third. Hornish to second. Villeneuve back to third. Meanwhile, it's all Lil Gator. Justin Allgaier in the Turner Motorsports. Brent Chevrolet damaged at the nose of the race car where he punted Jacques Villeneuve for the final time in the hairpin. Yeah, it's all Allgaier. He's got about five car lengths. Meanwhile, Villeneuve trying to get into the back of Hornish. But for Allgaier, he has 1,500 meters to go and smooth sailing as he hits the Olympic Basin. Final time up the Olympic Basin straight for Justin Allgaier. Sam Hornish is right there, just two and a half car lengths off his rear bumper. Allgaier goes underneath the Dodge bridge, hits his marks from fourth gear, down to third, down to second. Hornish closes the gap, but is going to lead him off the chicane. As they go wide, coming out of the chicane, onto the main straightaway, a drag race towards the flag. Checkers in the air for Allgaier. He is going to win. Justin Allgaier, in three starts here, had never finished better than eighth. And how nice does that taste after the disappointments at Road America a season ago. Sam Hornish finishes second. Jacques Villeneuve punted out of the way to come home in third. Then Elliot Sadler and Canadian Ron Fellows, the top five here in Montreal. And Gator now spins as he comes across the start-finish line and heads back towards turns one and two. Gets a bit of a hand from the fans who no doubt were partial to Villeneuve. What a finish for Justin Allgaier. Absolutely incredible, and the car isn't pretty. He had his share of troubles earlier in the day. The nose of his Chevrolet is all pushed in, but what the heck, he's going to victory lane. They don't give you style points here as he's just doing donuts now, working his way through turns one and two. It's quite a finish here in Montreal. Right now we have to pause 10 seconds for station identification on the Motor Racing Network. What a finish. What a day. Justin Allgaier takes the Brandt colors to victory lane with a last lap shove of Jacques Villeneuve. Sam Hornish comes home second, then Villeneuve, Sadler, and Fellows. NASCAR Today continues on the Motor Racing Network. It is all over here in Montreal, and while some are cheering, we can tell you that in the true spirit of cultural exchange there are some hand signals that we use in the united states that they also use up here in canada some folks are not terribly pleased that justin allgaier rooted jock villeneuve out of the way here on the track named after his dad and allgaier does the burnouts now 
And what a day as we talked earlier for uh, Steve Turner, the whole Turner Motorsports Bunch, winning the truck race in Michigan and now the Nationwide Series race here in Montreal. Justin Allgaier led a grand total of one lap here today, and it was the one that counted 12 lead changes total here this afternoon. That's a new track record, and at the end of the day, it is Justin Allgaier in that orange and white Chevrolet who comes out on top of the heap. Walking back towards the pit lane now, Jacques Villeneuve disappointed how the day went. He is now going to get back into his car as it is going to be pushed by a truck around back to the safety of the garage area. Lots to talk about down on the pit lane, and we'll be uh, heading there right now. Let's check in. Well, Elliot Sadler down here looking at a beaten and battered one main financial Chevrolet, but a smile on your face. A wounded car like that, did you expect to get a top five finish out of that? I'm just glad we made it back to the finish. We, I mean, it's always wild here in Montreal here at the end, especially through turns one and two. And, um, you know, we could have, I think, maybe run with the 22 some there at the end, but Justin made a good move around me in the sweeper turn, and I felt like if I pushed the issue, um, he probably would have gotten it to us a little bit or raced us hard, and I couldn't take that chance. So uh, I uh, maybe was a little conservative there at the end, but with the car the way it was and being battered, uh, we're very, very happy with a fourth-place finish. Elliot Sadler, fourth-place run. Let's go to Chris Neville with the fifth-place finisher. Well, Steve, another car that's beaten battered. I think the only thing in the straight on this car is the roof that has the number five on it. And Ron Fellows coming home fifth today. Ron, that was a crazy race, a real straight fight out there. Yeah, pretty typical for Circuit uh, Villeneuve. It's, um, you know, just pushing and shoving, and you just get absolutely sick of it. I just, you know, and, and you got to push back. And we, uh, I, you know, towards the end there, it was all I could do to not drill people on purpose, but it was just... Uh, it's awful the way that goes like that, but I'm happy we got a top five. Getting spun out by Kyle Busch was uh, uh, classless, and uh, that, that ruined our day. Obviously, the winner from 2008, very frustrated today. Steve? Yeah, well, sitting up here with a second-place run after starting in the second spot. Sounds simple. Start second, finish second. But, boy, there was a whole lot in between those second-place starts and finishes. Sam, your day here at uh, – well, how'd you survive it so well? Uh I don't know. Our car's pretty beat up right now, but uh, Lance Truck Parts Dodge Challenger was really good over the long run, and uh, we started off the race. We were able to get get the lead and um, just didn't feel like we needed to push it as hard as it took to be in the lead at that point, so we, we kind of just dropped back to a comfortable spot, and then uh, you know, felt like uh, we were getting within the last 15 laps. I was catching the 22 car, felt like I was going to have something for Jacques to be able to really race him for the win, and then uh, you know, we had the issue with uh, you know getting spun on one of those restarts, but it's crazy. I mean, it's it's if they want this kind of excitement at Watkins Glen, all they got to do is start the race going into the bus stop, and I'm sure that you're going to have some action. So uh, I just wish we would have got the win today, but uh, when you keep running, I think we've finished second and third the last four races in a row. Um, and if we can keep doing that, we're going we're gonna to keep closing on this uh, points championship and wish we would have got a little bit more today. But, you know, there's always next. There's always tomorrow. There we go. There we go. There's always tomorrow. Yeah, thank you. There we go. Sam Horners Jr., and there's a theme to what's been going on down here. A lot of beating and banging here today, and a lot of comment about it from the top five finishers. And, of course, tomorrow he's heading up to Michigan International Speedway to run the Pure Michigan 400 Motor Racing Network. will be there as well with our live coverage at the noon hour tomorrow from the Irish Hills of Michigan. Justin Allgaier, whether it was at Chicagoland or here, his last two victories have gone with last lap passes. I mean, you talk about uh, the dramatic. Uh, He's had a knack for it. Again, that is after leading and running out of fuel 
at the end of the race in uh, Road America a year ago. This is uh, a nice return for that day. It really is. And uh, the last victory for Justin coming some 41 races back on that night in Chicago. They'll be celebrating in his hometown of Riverton, Illinois, just down the road from the state capitol, Springfield. A lot of happy folks there, no doubt, as Justin Allgaier goes to victory lane for the third time in his career. And, of course, we'll hear from him shortly. Why don't we go down to victory lane right now as Justin Allgaier gets a hug from the family and the teammates. And right down there in the middle of it is our own Preston Root. Oh, man, this is a popular win, not only with the crowd. A lot of people have something to say, but also... The end of this event, so many cautions and so many restarts. Were you concerned about fuel? Oh, absolutely. Uh, Jimmy Elledge just called a perfect race. I mean, uh, every time it seemed like our strategy was going to play out the way we thought it was, something would happen and a caution would come out or something would change. And um, He just called the perfect race. You know, he, every obstacle that was thrown his way, he dealt with perfectly. And, uh, you know, I knew that the 22 was close, and I knew that we were going to have to pass – excuse me, past the two uh, early in that run and, and stayed ahead of the 12. And I honestly thought the 22 was was out of gas uh, going into six, uh, going really, really slow. And I actually wheel hopped and feel bad I got into him. Um, but, but I can't say enough for all the guys back at the shop at Turner Motorsports, Chevrolet, Hendrick Engines, uh, Brandt Professional Agriculture. I mean, they, these guys have, have stuck through everything. And, and to come up here to Montreal and to walk away with a win is just unreal. That's the mechanical side of things and the strategy side that Jimmy Elledge, your crew chief, did. From a driver's perspective, you're behind Jacques Villeneuve at a track in Canada. Take us through the last lap, and where did your opportunity come? Well, obviously, uh, having your name tied to the racetrack doesn't hurt anything, and I know that he's got a lot of fans up here, and obviously um, hated that we had to to get together for us to be able to beat him. They they had a strong race car all day. Uh, But, you know, I knew... Uh, that, that he was a little bit better than I was uh, through most of the corners, but a few of the corners in the back, it seemed like I could get through a little bit better. Uh, so I got down uh, off of turn four, which is the, 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 the right-hander um, before you make the bend into five, and uh, I got through there, and I caught him a bunch, and I thought maybe he was slowing up and maybe he was out of fuel, and then when we got to six, or uh, to six, yeah, uh, um, we just caught him, and, and he uh, underbroke really, really bad and um, caught him at, the, at a time. And then once we got by him, uh, we were able to kind of, uh, he and the 12, I think, were battling and, and gave me enough room that uh, I knew the 12 was going to be strong there at the end. So just enough room to, to be able to squeak it out. This is huge. A handful of wins for you, but in this car in Montreal, where does this fit in in your, in your nationwide career? You know, I don't even know where to begin to start. Um, you know, I, I, my first win at Bristol, obviously, was, was huge. Getting the first win is always big. But, but last year we had a ton of Brent uh, employees and customers at the racetrack in Chicago, and we ran out of gas in the last lap. Thank you, buddy. Uh, we ran out of gas in the last lap, and, and it was a, a sweet finish. But, man, to, to come up here to Montreal, a racetrack that, that I've loved ever since I first came here, but I've, I've, never, I've never been that good at it. And uh, today we, we, we crossed some barriers and, and had a great finish. Yeah, Lord, he was. Justin Allgaier was the best today. Little Gator beat them all, including Jacques Villeneuve, who has tons of experience here. But today, the Brant Chevrolet of Justin Allgaier is the winner and victory in the nationwide race in the Montreal. Montreal 200, indeed, the name of the event uh, for some. The Napa Auto Parts 200 presented by Dodge, the official name of the event. We're coming back with more. Don't go away. Quite a finish here today in Montreal, to say the very least. And again, it's Turner Motorsports getting the victory. They have had six wins, Turner Motorsports has in this series. 
Five of those six wins, they led only the final lap. From the Circuit Gilles Villeneuve, this is the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. Here in Montreal, as we await the opportunity to talk to a few more drivers after this wild affair, let's take a look at the full rundown, Kurt. Justin Allgaier comes home the winner. Sam Hornish Jr., second. Jacques Villeneuve finished third. Elliot Sadler was fourth. Ron Fellows finished fifth. Michael McDowell, sixth. Mike Wallace was seventh. Billy Johnson, eighth. Austin Dillon, ninth. And Kyle Busch finished tenth. Eleventh goes to Brendan Gaughan. Ricky Stenhouse Jr. comes home in the twelfth spot. <clears throat> Excuse me, thirteenth. Mike Bliss, 14th, Taylor Malsum, and 15th, Alex Kennedy. All the way back near the end of the field, coming home 27th today, Danica Patrick. And Chris, she deserved a whole lot more than that. Yeah, Danica Patrick walking down pit lane here doing an interview. And uh, what a day for her. She finished 27th. But first part of that race, Danica Patrick just keeping the seven car out front. And Danica trying to finish up another interview here. You can hear Danica talking yeah. in the background to other members of the media. Danica, real tough day. Obviously, you were running so well the first half of this race. But what happened there the second half when you uh, had problems with the track bar? Well, uh, the, uh, I guess the, the, the U-bar that holds the rear end housing in place and some other things, I think. It came loose, and that was what was moving side to side when I was out there on the track. So it was tough for me to know whether or not it was. I didn't know if maybe a wheel was coming loose, and that was kind of that wandering, sliding, you know, thing, or if or what it was. I just don't have enough experience to know. And um, and uh, so I, I just stayed out there. I, I knew we were going to lose a lot if we came in before everyone else did because of the fuel window. So, um, but in the end, it, it uh, you know we. We got it fixed in the in the pits. I mean, they tightened the U-bolts up, and we were fine. And got back out there, and we, you know, Tony Jr. made a great call to pit there when the, just before it went green. And you know, we basically were the leader because everybody, all the leaders had to come in. So we we had we were done 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 stopping. So um, we had we had you know made it right. But in the end, when that the axle broke, that that was all she wrote. Obviously, not the result you wanted today. But can you at least be proud of what you did and what the team did running up front? Of course, of course. I know we all have, um, you know, a lot of a lot of positive thoughts about ultimately how the weekend was going, and you know, our speed and running up front and leading so many laps, and uh, you know, just running strong. So I know that we're all happy about that. And and what can you do about luck? It's just one of those things. And um, it wasn't really any of our faults. It was just one of those things. So hopefully we just um, hopefully it can turn right for us. Uh, sometime soon. That would be nice. How about Bristol? Well, Danica Patrick comes home 27th today, but she led the ber- better half of the, the first part of this race. She really did. Did a super job, and then she'll go on to another tough racetrack, the Bristol Motor Speedway, coming up uh, a weekend from now. We gave you the top 15. We'll continue with the rundown after we check in with Preston Root. Walking alongside Jacques Villeneuve as he walks through the paddock here. Everybody thinks they know what goes on behind the wheel of a car in these last few laps of a race. It's been done a hundred times before. From your perspective, what happened on the last lap of this event? Well, 31 just uh, knew that the only way he could get in front was to take me out. So I uh, just ran in the back of me. That's all. Uh, which is which is a shame because, you know, Dodge and Penske gave me an amazing car. And uh, we were the class of the field today. So uh, it was easy for us to just pull away. So that, that made it a little bit frustrating. Was there any possibility after you spun to get around and get back up on the tail of Justin Allgaier? 
Uh, because then Sam got me as well, and uh, it, w- it would have required me t- uh, to do something crazy on Sam, and, and that wasn't going to happen. All right, Jacques Villeneuve walking down to much attention here in the Canadian paddock. Jacques Villeneuve, he has climbed out of the car, very disappointed, but still uh, taking the time to speak to everyone that wants to speak to him about a disappointing last lap and possibly a win here at Montreal. Came close, but not to be. Again, we had given you the top 15 in the rundown before we uh, broke for those two interviews. 16th today was Eric Darnell, Tim Andrews 17th, then Derek White 18th. 19th was Eric McClure, and Brad Sweet came home in 20th. Kyle Kelly was 21st. Alex Tagliani started from the pole. He finished 22nd. Daryl Haar was 23rd and was the final driver on the lead lap. One lap down, Brian Scott 24th, along with Jeremy Clements in 25th. Four laps down, Jason Bowles came home in the 26th position. As we told you, Danica Patrick, despite leading 20 laps early today after developing the axle problem, had to settle for 27th. Michael Annette was 28th. Patrick Carpentier was 29th. Joe Nemechek finished in the 30th position. 31st goes to uh, John Young, and everybody behind him was in the garage at the day's end. Andrew Ranger was 32nd, 33rd Cole Witt. Kenny Haboul was 34th. 35th goes to Dexter Stacy. 36th, Timmy Hill. Eric Curran finished 37th. 38th, Louis-Philippe Dumoulin. 39th, Chris Cook. Matt DiBenedetto was 40th. 41st, Blake Cook. Chase Miller was 42nd. And Jeff Green, first out of the event, comes home in 43rd. The average speed, or rather snail-like, 70 miles an hour. The elapsed time, 3 hours, 7 minutes, and 56 seconds. And an interesting race that leaves us with Elliott Sadler stretching his lead atop the NASCAR Nationwide Series points. He is now up by 22 on Ricky Stenhouse and also up by 22 on Sam Hornish Jr. Austin Dillon will be fourth in points and fifth in points, Justin Allgaier. And now next up tomorrow at Michigan International Speedway. We're on the air at 12 noon Eastern with our live coverage on Motor Racing Network of the Pure Michigan 400. Three events we brought you live today, and heck, we're just getting started. More to come. Exactly. Hope you can tune in tomorrow. You know, we talk so much about the voices that you hear on the broadcast, but in all seriousness, when you come to a long, laid-out road course, there is no place where our engineering staff shines better than they do at a facility like this, just getting us on the air. They do a super job. Doug Watson, Tim Sparks, Craig Moore, all three of those gentlemen doing a superb job without their efforts. There was no way we'd be on the air any week, but certainly at a road course such as this, and we thank them so much for their great efforts throughout the weekend. Our turn reporters today, Kyle, Ricky, Woody Kane, Mike Bagley, Buddy Long, Alex Hayden, Tony Rizzuti, and Dan Hubbard. Down on the pit lane, Steve Post, Preston Root, and from TNT and Speed, we thank Chris Neville for joining us here today. From my partner, Kurt Becker, I'm Eli Gold. Hope you can stick around and join us tomorrow at noon from Michigan and then next Wednesday, a Wednesday race for the NASCAR Camping World Truck Series. We'll be with you from the Bristol Motor Speedway as race week begins on Wednesday up in Bristol. Until we talk next for the whole crew and for our producer, Ryan Horn, I'm Eli Gold. So long from Montreal. 
Motor Racing Network's coverage of the Napa Auto Parts 200 presented by Dodge has come to you from Circuit Gilles Venue. Sponsored by Nationwide Insurance. Nationwide is on your side by Barbasol Shaving Cream. America, you're looking good. You're shaving with close, comfortable Barbasol Shaving Cream. By Tom Johnson's Camping Center, the race fan's choice for their RV needs. By Georgia Boot, celebrating 75 years as America's hardest working boot. By Progressive Commercial Auto Insurance. Wherever your business takes you, nobody keeps you on the road like Progressive Commercial Auto. Visit Progressive.com for a free quote today. By Safe Light Auto Glass. Two-way radio and race scanner communication provided by Racing Electronics. See Racing Electronics in the souvenir area at your next race or visit them online at RacingElectronics.com. Today's broadcast was directed by Ryan Horn, Chief Engineer Doug Watson, Broadcast Engineer Tim Sparks, Audio Engineer Greg Moore, Operational Assistant Ben Pruitt. The Executive Producer for MRN is David Hyatt. This broadcast has been a production of the Motor Racing Network.